0: That's
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW proof. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: Log Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Wrestling Authority Radio with your hosts, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referees, Steve Kane, and sadistic Sean David. Lock and load wrestling fans, it's time for war!
2: gentlemen and welcome to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio right here on the Evolution Radio Network, a proud presentation of Rampage Productions. We are live and exclusively live on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Sidistick Sean David and I am joined by my lovely warrior of a co-host because the other one's tardy again. Oh where that would be is your he? Key- <laughs> he is uh trying to get in.
3: Okay, well well he's trying to get in. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. Hi. You know me. Chaotic Katie. The reason why it the show's not a bag of dicks.
2: Let's tell everybody oh. what we're gonna be doing tonight. Tonight we will be joined well. Katie, you know, it's been a long time since you and I were on a podcast, and and we were at one point in the uh, Wrestler Unstoppable universe. We were a part of an asylum. Do you remember those days?
3: Yeah, I remember them. Um, She's not cute, but yeah, I'll remember them. Okay.
2: okay. Um, Well, tonight we're going back to the asylum, except this time we are going to Asylum Wrestling in Pennsylvania. We will be joined by Eric Shea. And they're going to be talking about a big event this weekend in Morrisdale, Pennsylvania. It's the Snake Pit Slug Fest.
4: Mm.
2: We'll be talking to Eric in just a few minutes Good. about that. Uh, we are, are oh, sc- slated to be... Are, slated, are they here? we
4: people uh, here? They, will,
2: they, they will be. Um, okay. We are slated to be joined by your Asylum Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, El Gigantor... The leader of the coalition, the undeniable POS, you know, I I wish I would have saved that tagline for myself in my days of managing. The undeniable POS Rob Myers and our main event our main event of the evening will be will be joined by Mad Max Morrison, who is a good friend of former guest of this program, Damian Wayne, and Max and I were trading stories earlier today about the late Tracy Smothers. So we'll be talking to okay. Mad Max Morrison later on this evening and we are going to wait for Stan. Uh while we do that, I am um well, yeah, you can't um Katie, <laughs> I am I'm going to have yes, to do yes. another little song break because yes, um yes. I am going to have to um, walk him through how to get in because this is becoming an ongoing problem. Okay. What I'm going to do with you okay. is I want I, I want you to welcome Eric to the program, kind of let him know what's going on while I get this song cued, and uh, we'll go okay. from there. We'll get sent in, and we'll get everything started here. Okay. Folks, don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more of Wrestling Authority Radio right here on the Evolution Radio Network.
4: I feel so good, I feel so numb, yeah!
2: are now live with wrestling authority radio here here on the evolution radio network and we are joined by our other co-host and right now we are going to go to the owner of asylum wrestling out of pennsylvania ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the program at this time
3: eric k i already did that what's up how's everybody doing out there Eric, will you tell them that we had things going and we were doing just fine? Without so- oh, man, we were smooth sailing. We were like, it, it, it was yeah. oh, going nice. We're going nice and then all of a sudden interrupts. Big interruption. I was like, you're a dick.
2: Uh, pardon my interruption. Uh, so now we have with us our third and final co-host of the evening, who oh, is Tardy. Um, Katie, I will load this up for you, because if I don't, you're going to you're gonna do this to me. So I've got to do this to him for being Cardi here tonight. Oh, do it.
5: Hey. hey. Is that, yeah. I Go got my computer hard drive fixed in time. How's, how's, that,
3: how's that feel?
5: Oh, com- you know, I kind of like it. Is that wrong? It was. Well, no, he is, the Sultan,
3: of, he is the Sultan
5: too.
2: of, he is the Sultan of Sin. uh, tonight is Wrestling Authority Radio, we are joined by the stars of Asylum Wrestling out of Pennsylvania to promote their upcoming event this weekend, Morrisdale, Pennsylvania, Snake Pit Slugfest, love the name of the event, uh, this would have been up Finn's Valley. and, uh, Eric, talk to us about, uh, Asylum Pro Wrestling, how long you guys have been around, and, uh, We've been uh, around
6: for about three years. We've been around for about three years. Uh, We started right before COVID hit and everything. Uh, We've only canceled one show because of COVID. And uh, after that, they opened us back up at like, you know, a quarter percent. And uh, we've just run through it and haven't stopped, man. We've put on shows throughout the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we've grown um, uh, exponentially, actually, after after everything opened up. Like, everything started going a lot smoother for us. Um, we're, you know, we're a newer fed, but we're fun. Um, we're a lot of fun. That's kind of our focus is, uh, you know, we, we say we're a hardcore interactive wrestling experience. Um, I make sure my guys get the crowd involved. Um, and we have a, we have a hell of a time, man. They tear it up. I have some of the best guys, you know, um, just to name a few Riot City, you've seen them, God, all over the East coast, taking taking pretty much every title that they go to they're they're taking a title somewhere uh nick sicken and uh ron holiday those two they've been uh they've been really really a big force in asylum for wrestling and helped me out a lot uh brian caden smith out from new york so it's like we're not we're not local as in like all of our guys are local but uh, my core group we're local but my guys that come in, man, we got guys that come in from Texas and fly in from Texas and it, it got a good good mix of guys. There, there's uh no shortage of talent, that's for sure. Cool.
2: Yes. Um it you know, and uh Sin uh is actually who trained me. I've been doing this twenty years I just celebrated my twentieth year back in April. Uh Sin Congrats. just came back. Finn just came back to the ring. I, I, I had to to pull into the depths of hell to pull Finn back out and get him back into the ring, and he is still Uranian, <laughs> SOA uh I don't know what the hell the name of the title was, but he's still the champion. the way POP
5: the A yes, POP. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm okay. the current SOA pop champion, I guess. <laughs> <Pop>. <laughs>
2: Um, But we come from the state of Illinois, uh, Eric, and uh, Finn was caught by a guy, uh, just to give you some history on Illinois, because we're talking about two different regions of the country here. Um, up Up until 2001, Illinois was a regulated state. What that meant is if you weren't licensed by the state of Illinois to run a van and you got caught, you were in a shit ton of trouble. Um, yes,
6: sir. We are we are a regulated state so here in Pennsylvania. You must be licensed, bonded, insured. It is ridiculous. The good. rules here in the rules here in Pennsylvania are very strict. Um, the hardcore can only go so far because there is no blood in Pennsylvania. rough, oh if no you get if you get opened up, you got to take it home. Um, it's it, 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 oh, wow, it's kind eh? of sucks. Yes, yes. If you if so, you so, so, Yeah,
3: it uh, like a first blood. Oh, man. Well,
2: but here's the thing, we've had companies and and this That's is no that. discredit to a Paul Heyman, but E C W, Combat Zone Wrestling, a bunch of these hardcore deathmatch companies that have ruined it for everybody else for the reasons. <laughs> that sanctions in a state like Pennsylvania are the way they are. Now, Illinois is a non-regulated state now. They have been since 2001. And that comes with the a whole other breath. set of it, – it, <laughs> That's just what I was going to say. It comes with a new whirlwind of problems because now there is – you know, prime example is uh, wrestler A goes and gets trained by sin for about six months. He gets his feelings hurt or gets put in the ring for the first time with a veteran that's going to stretch him a little bit, make him make sure that the kid ha. wants it. And uh, the kid gets upset and wants to go run his own promotion, so that gets done. And now we've got that kid training other people um, not the right way. And listen, the, like, that, that's not by something me. that's
6: reg- regulated to you guys, even though that it's, it's very strict down here being a trainer down here, you don't have to have any credentials for. It's kind of crazy being, you know, regulated. You would figure that, you know, you would have to have a trainer certificate or something, but you don't. So that's exactly <laughs> what's going on. And guys, you, you would not believe, I am literally, I just walked up, we're at the venue, and I literally, I'm walking, there's deer in the in the yard, because we, we also can't, nice. uh, all the wrestlers, you know, they bring their tents, they set up that way, they ain't got to drive home, and we all set up nice. campground, and yeah, it's, it's a pretty good deal, man. We 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 are a big family.
3: You know what I'm saying? Uh, I entirely do.
2: Um, you know, and the thing about it is this: a lot of people don't realize. You know, a lot of fans, and this is everywhere, think that a wrestling <laughs> ring just appears, and and you know, there is uh, a,
4: a no common way, misconception.
2: Yeah, there's a common misconception the amount of work that goes into not only planning an event, uh, but executing an event and executing an event well. Um, yes, you know. Yeah,
6: dude. We, it, go ahead. We put out six thousand flyers door to door. We have a flyer team. Um, we have our sponsors on the back of the flyer. We uh, we go to the pizza shop. One of the pizza shops sponsors us locally, and they have about five hundred boxes that they go through every week and they allow us to fly every one of their pizza boxes. Um, you know, we, we try to take whatever we can. Uh, we just did the parade in house handed another thousand flyers out and threw candy out for a parade. Uh, anytime Ooh. the public can see their face.
5: Yeah. That's the way it was early on in Illinois too. And even when I ran, uh, the company I owned wicked wrestling Alliance, we would put flyers on pizzas too. We had, uh, Three different pizza companies that we worked with in the area, a little bit apart from each other. That they would put mini flyers on the on the pizza boxes. It was really fantastic.
6: Yeah, dude, the the the, the community helping out. It it makes it not so much on you. Um we get a lot of volunteers to help out, but mainly our trainees every weekend, you know, they, they do two a days and they flyer. They really bust their ass, you know. Uh, they talk about paying dues well. The guys from asylum definitely know how to tear down a ring, set up a ring, put up chairs. That's you know, we, we teach the right way, the old school way. Yeah, I was but, actually
5: the guy who trained me, uh the in ring trainer for me, was trained by uh Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant. So That's awesome we were, He's a yeah, great guy. So, yeah, he is, isn't he? He's met him, he's awesome. <laughs> Yes sir, um, I've
6: mean, he, he met him multiple times what is that? I just did a show in Elkins, West Virginia With him We were across the table from him uh, Merch-wise, he was on one side, I was on the other We had fun all night He's a real he, good dude
5: Oh he yeah, he's, he's great in the ring too He knows how to entertain a crowd <laughs> he, he used to, should to, used to Not entertain Still can,
6: still can. Yeah,
5: yeah, without doing any moves Probably still can I remember <laughs> when we were watching him man you know, there, uh, when we had him when he was older, he, he was getting stuff over with – he was just amazing. Um and yeah, a,
6: a, he's a good time.
5: And, and a wealth of knowledge, too. Yes.
2: <laughs> um, Finn, uh, were you with Powerhouse when uh, Tim brought in Funk for – Yes. Because yeah. I know there was, I know yes, there was Funk's a couple wife times.
5: wife was awesome, awesome. Uh, uh, his wife and I get along so good. <laughs> it's weird. Um,
2: <laughs> I was going to say, because I know there was one that he, uh, Tim did back in the day that I was not old enough to go to because there was some kind of barbed wire match, and I, I think that was the only time he put an age restriction on the show of, like, 12, and Talon's like, well, guess you're not going to that show, but I want to go meet <laughs> Terry Funk. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to see any other wrestler. I want to see Funk. He's like, how do you yeah. even know who Terry Funk is? Because oh, you have how played. do I know who show.
3: Funk is? Because you know he Punk had is.
5: tapes. Well, it was um, before, it was before <laughs> Funk had uh, been on ECW we brought him in, and, and then it was more like, you know, the older fans knew, you know what I mean, the NWA fans and stuff like that, but, yeah. but uh, like, you know, current, like, WWE, you know, WCW, and, like, ECW fans didn't even know who he was until ECW brought
3: him in. Oh, my in. God.
5: You know, it's, there was just, like, there was this gap, a little bit of a gap, I think. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. But, oh, man. I, I mean, Tim was so excited to bring him in. The Him and the Bushwhackers, we were super excited to bring in around the same period. But awesome, guys. I'm glad, that, uh, by the way, I'm happy the Bushwhackers made the Hall of Fame. They were a classic on <laughs> class act
0: when
2: they were on the Indy circuit as well. Yeah,
5: definitely um, deserved. Yes, I agree.
2: Now, Eric, you were talking about the whole blood rule. And the one thing that I yeah. learned... And I had to take this lesson from Sir Mo promoting out of Texas, who was actually going to come up here and do some stuff with me at one point. We just couldn't make the figures work. <laughs> Excuse me. But he... We, we had him on here one night, and he sat there, and we laid out this angle. It was our former uh, co-host, Steve Kane that passed away a couple years ago. Uh, it was a referee for many years and uh, was my booker. Um, but he – Sir Mo pointed out to me and Katie, and uh, Sin was not a part of our podcast at this time, but I'm, I'm going to try to go back and find that archive for him. He explained it. He says, okay – you, you think you need to do this angle and, and have this angle lead to blood. What happens if we have this angle lead in a fireball? It's going to get the same reaction, no blood. I was like, but, yeah. but, but, but you're not supposed to be able to do that. And he's like, yes, you are. Because we've gotten away from the concept of back to basics. Do something that will get the same reaction blood will do without asking the guys to kill themselves. And F- still get that same reaction. Go ahead. But, but
5: I do wanna oh I did just wanna make one quick comment. Don't say you're a wizard <laughs> after you do the fireball. <laughs> <laughs> well
6: uh myself. about about a year ago I used to breathe fire and uh I came out oh, yeah. and I I uh I did my fire thing and the fans kicked on and caught myself on fire for thirty seconds in front of a live crowd.
4: Oh. They wound up hey.
6: life flighting me from uh West Virginia to Pennsylvania. Uh, oh I burn ninety eight percent of my face or ninety two percent of my face. And uh I got a letter from the PA commission telling me I'm not allowed to breathe okay. fire anymore. So uh fire breathe oh, I thought cool. uh, yeah, fire for me, it's not something I'm doing, you know. So what
2: what what you have to what you have That's to do please. then, sir is sing, sing, sing the song please. You Did Start oh the my Fire. God.
6: Up. <laughs> oh, I, I definitely started the fire, my friend. Uh, it was it was kind of crazy for a minute. I wound up uh, since you know my face was all burnt up. I went into a mask for a bit, and uh, you know I, I recovered while uh, while still wrestling. I think I was only gone two weeks. You, you, but anybody that does this, no, it's like the mafia. You can't get out. If it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You do it on every weekend that you can. If you yeah. get a booking, you show up.
5: Yeah, I fractured my ankle in like. A matter of like four or five days later, I was in the ring with George the Animal Steele. I was like, <laughs> not for <missing> that. <laughs> and, and I
6: and I bet you, even even though you know it might have hurt a little bit, I bet you 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 were not regretting doing what you did. No. Not a minute were the, you. The,
5: no, not until I took my boots off and gotten back and realized I was going to be <laughs> sidelined for a couple months because I really messed up my ankle.
6: <laughs> I guarantee you, if you were there yeah. right now, you'd probably do it again, wouldn't you?
5: Yeah, I would. Fractured ankle, mold. No
6: question. <laughs> it's that wrestler thing, man. You can't get out. I, I, no. Don't get me wrong, though. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I, I've been doing this for a while now. I think I'm on my, like, 20... Uh, God, I'm, I'm old. Uh, I think 20, 21 years. Mm. I'm a little old. I've been doing this for a minute.
5: So you started yeah. pretty close to when I started. Not, not, not too far away.
6: No, sir. Uh, 2000... What was it 2000... 2001
5: or 2? Let's see. It's my 25th anniversary. I started up at
6: uh, MCW and then went to uh, Stro and uh, Van Hammer and got trained to them. That's where I came up. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Good guys. Good guys. Real good guys.
5: It's kind of funny how even living so far apart, how some of us indie guys know the same guys. You know oh, what yeah, I mean?
6: Because we don't we don't stay. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I lived up in on um... Hello.
3: Hello?
5: Hello. Did he get
6: D C you know, it was before I had seen okay. yeah. yeah. I
2: mean, well yeah, I mean and that's just it. Um, some of us get in this business and, and life will drag you away, but in many instances, you will get drawn <laughs> right back into the uh, yeah, back. business itself.
6: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, it has a way of grabbing you back, man. It definitely does. And yeah, I could. That, that's kind of one of the reasons why it's, it's really hard for a young guy, right now, like a fresh guy that's just out of training, to get anywhere. It's hard to get footage. It's just, it, especially when we started, you know, because there's no other companies running. Um, I think we were licensed number five. Out of you know, uh, there's only 35 that were issued that year,
4: I'm... and then
6: yeah, you know, like in the first year we got it, we were like number 112, you know, and then COVID hit, we were like number five, so there wasn't a lot going on. We were one of the only places up and running, and we just started growing. You so know, we we put up uh, uh we've got two white uh, two white rigs, we've got the NXT fog cannons, um, a hundred pound tank. Um, we got a Titantron, lasers. You know, we try to do – I, I try to go big. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want what no other company has. We we are literally – we have one of the biggest setups in the indie company because I want those guys, when they come out, I feel like it's all about the start of the show. From your entrance, if you don't feel it in your chest, if you don't see the lasers, it's it's not effective. But, you you know, you feel that, that thump in your chest, you, the lasers kick on, the fog cannon – Close your hair back. You're like, oh shit, I'm in for something. Welcome to oh, the yeah. asylum.
5: That sounds <laughs> awesome.
6: A that hardcore sounds company awesome, that
5: care cares about more than just the hardcore part of it. <laughs> oh, uh, Dude, no, awesome. there's so much we more did. than
6: the hardcore. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a good spot for hardcore. Like our, our crowd, they are they're bloodthirsty, and I'm sad I can't give it to them. But you know, we get as close as we can. We exactly. we draw that line real close and get as close as we can. You know, and, and yeah. we're all having a good time because that's the whole thing. I, I wasn't having a good time for a minute. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it just it seemed like it was becoming too much of a job. And uh, I don't know. Like, now I'm not worried about my bookings. I'm more worried about, you know, my young guys and them coming up. And if if they're not on a show, I don't go to a show. If they're on a show, I'll go. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll go and wrestle. But any, anymore, I've been doing it so long that I've kind of done my thing. I'm getting off on watching, you know, all my guys do their thing and 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 elevate themselves. That's that's what asylum is about. It's about being able to get, you know, footage to be able to go to the next level.
5: Exactly. Exactly. That that's so important. Something people overlook far too much.
4: Getting the word
5: out. Making sure those guys get seen. I remember I had a last title run down south here in Illinois. And I begged the promoter. I'm like, put me in there with some young guys. You know, let's see what they can do in a title match and just really try to get them over.
6: Yeah, dude. I've dude, I I Honestly, um, I've been wrestling my students the last, uh, I don't know, probably five or six months, and I'm not sad at all. I'm watching these kids, man, and they're growing so fast. You know, three months ago, you, you, some of these guys wouldn't even have been in the ring, you know what I'm saying? And now they're... They're holding matches on their own, and it's like, man, it gives you a good feeling. It makes you feel like you're doing something right.
5: Yep, yep, it sure does.
2: Yes. All right. Well, let's talk about this weekend's event. It's a big one. Morrisdale, Pennsylvania, the Snake Pit Slugfest. This would be right up Sin Valley as the Sultan <laughs> of slither.
6: Yeah. I, I no. wear, I, I oh, wear snake eyes. I'm a whole snake guy. So <laughs> Well we we've got a, a foot and a half trophy. We're doing the snake Pit flug fest. Every member of Asylum and you know, basically anybody that's ever been a part of the Asylum and we've had some people through our doors. I'm inviting everybody out and uh whoever wins it at the end, they've got a foot and a half trophy that says Asylum Snake Pit Flug Fest winner two thousand twenty two. We're gonna do it every year. Uh, it, it's kind of like a camping festival type event. We ran out the place Thursday to Sunday, and, you know, it, it's camping and wrestling. All the guys stay, and it, it's a pretty big party. Um, we've nice. got seven matches on the card. We're going to start out with the Snake Pits Fug Fest. Uh, introduce everybody at once. You're going to see a little bit of everything. Um, we've got three title matches on the card that night. Uh, the Anyweight, the weight title is up for grads. Uh, One of my students by the name of Uggie, Uggie the Caveman. Uh, Me and him are going to be going at it. This is a best of three series, (laughs) and the title can change hands during the best of three. Um, (laughs) I've got the first one up. Uh, Yeah, I trained him. Come on now. Uh, (laughs) There you go. (laughs) uh, He he he, he's going to have a run for his money. He thinks he's going to go over. It ain't it ain't happening. I'm. I'm I got something for him. I I taught him everything. Any good trainer, you don't teach everything you got. Um, Besides that, we've got Mad Max Morrison versus El Gigantor. Now, El Gigantor, his moniker is the world's biggest cruiserweight, and that's because I've never seen a bigger guy. He moves like I do. I'm 160 pounds. I'm pretty damn quick on my feet. But that man will match me move for move, and he can flip. Like, you don't think a big guy can flip, but – that big bastard does it, man. And not only does he do, he do, he makes it look smooth, it's insane.
5: That's awesome.
6: Yeah, dude, he's a big dude. Uh, Mad Max, you know, I think Mad Max has the experience. He definitely has the experience. But Gigantor, and he's got the heart. The kid, the kid's got heart. Like he's been with me since day one. Um, and yeah, I, I I got I got my money on the Gigantor, man. He's an asylum guy. Um, let's see, what else do we got going on? We have a Cruiserweight 4 away with Dan Lazers, He'll be in action. Uh, another one of the students from Asylum. Um, kicking on Zanderly, Mickey Tav Novak, and Jamie Espinoza. Um, that should be something to watch. I love watching the guys, you know. I, I'm an aerial guy myself, so I, I like watching them fly. That's kind of like the, the thing. Yeah. I like him. Um, I like him.
3: I'm into cruiserweight aerials. So I love that. I do. Yeah, I, I don't know something
6: about the pageantry, the air, the the risk, the reward that 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 does it for me.
3: Yeah, me too. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> um, now, so talk to us. Is it, this Snake Pit us. Is this a match style that you have? Is this something like?
6: Talk to us a little bit more about that. Oh, man, that's, it's just a simple, everyone in the ring, balls to the walls, you've got to go over the top rope. I, it's kind of for bragging rights. That's There's no titles involved. It's just simply for bragging rights. And, you know, everybody's kind of got an ego a little bit. You know, you want to be the best. You want to have that trophy. So we figured, you know, we've never done anything like this before, a little pageantry. And, uh, you know, I'm sure that if – if the wrong guy were to win it, we'd never stop seeing that thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if the wrong guy were to win it, you might see that for the next five years. So it's it's something to fight for, you know, and it is a bragging right. Yeah, there's only one a year, so it could be interesting. The, 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 and <laughs> the especially... number asylum. Especially
5: if a winner eventually goes on, makes it to AEW or WWE, makes TV time, you know, then then the guys coming after him are like, you know, hey, this guy won this title. Look what he went on to do. You know, it's, yeah. it's a very very cool stepping stone.
6: Yeah, man, and yeah, you know, that that's what we're about. Because you know, we we don't we don't pretend to be like we're you know, TNA or you know, the next greatest thing. But what we are is we're a group of guys that have the biggest heart you have ever seen, one of the coolest entrances you'll ever see. And all around, like, my guys, after every show, I I can honestly look at my guys and go, you gave me everything you had tonight. Thank you. Like, I don't ever have to question their performance. And that's, to me, we could have zero fans that come out. And that would just be their loss because the the things that some of these guys are doing – is insane the, the 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 beatings that some of these guys are putting themselves through for the entertainment of fans. Is you're just like, oh, I'm after that son of a <laughs> bitch. That's going to be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
5: we the curtain, looking through, cheering on one of our uh, buds, and then actually seeing the match and realizing, oh, I'm on next. I got to be better. Oh, yeah,
6: yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> man, how do I? stop on that. that?
3: Yeah, how do, I have to follow <laughs> yeah, yeah. that. Are you serious? I, I
6: tell everybody here, don't water your stuff down. Be memorable. That's
5: And the more you well, can bring yourself or... into your gimmick, it helps. <laughs> the more yeah, you can bring table that's really you, helps.
2: Correct. And, yeah. Well, you, you know, the other thing is, uh, at least some of these guys aren't like Brian Cage, where he just wants to get his shit in.
6: No, we don't have anybody like that on our lo- uh, not, not anybody, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have one of the I have one of the chillest locker rooms. Besides the Coalition, those guys are dickheads. But everybody else, everybody else is smooth. I mean, real smooth. You always have that one group. We call them the DVC. I call them the Douchebag Club. The DVC, <laughs> like D- nice D- little D- moniker. That D- D- way, D- you know, if you're around kids, you can be like DVC move. Yeah, well, we we have that one group, and that's the coalition. They're like the thorn in my side. They're the ones that leave, you know, bottles in the locker room. They're, they're the ones that they ah. Oh, oh, sounds the like the
5: American Freebirds of my company. Uh,
6: you know what? They're, they're the ones that, that need that um, they need something. They they need something. We have the asylum, just has not been able to give it to them yet. It, it's just been it's been that ah. Uh, we keep getting, get getting, getting the shaft sideways, man. It's just, it'll get there, it'll get there. It's, 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 it's something in progress.
5: There you go, there you go.
2: Yes, and sometimes those thorns in your sides, uh, you know, we've had to deal with some of those as promoters ourselves. Uh, they can be a little bit tricky to deal with.
6: Tricky to Don't deal see. with. They're like cockroaches.
5: <laughs> no, my guys that would be a thorn in my side, they they were great draws. Um, they were good guys, too. They were actually really good guys, uh, some of them outside the ring. But, man, they would do stuff in the ring, like have a beer bash party. And then, <laughs> like, dump in the middle of the ring and just start acting like they're swimming in the beer. And, you know, then they get to the back, and you're looking at them like,
6: do you realize you just,
5: like, Lathered my canvas in alcohol. Oh
6: yeah, they don't. They don't realize you're going to the extra big laundry mat. <laughs> All right, right guys. Well, what we're going
2: <laughs> to do at this? Sorry to cut you off, Eric and Sin. We're going to take our song break because we have other members oh, cool. of the Asylum roster that are going to be calling in right after this song break. And how could we be in an asylum if we're not just a little bit crazy? We'll be right back in about 4 minutes, 50 seconds. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Wrestling Authority Radio with the stars of Asylum Wrestling right here on the Evolution Radio Network. We'll be right back.
7: It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I'm just a little crazy. you to make me cool I'm seeing nothing what's all this noise just come on give me something just to get me to
1: to become a wrestler, a referee, or a manager, well then you got to come and join us at Welfare Wrestling. We got some of the best trainers around. They've trained at Northwest Georgia Championship Wrestling, Southwest Florida Championship Wrestling, Alabama Championship Wrestling, and all them other there championship wrestlers. And we charge $10 worth of food stamps at our weekly shows behind Myrtle's Trailer Park and that's what you get paid food stamps that way you can come and wrestle and then you can go over to floyd's and buy yourself that t-bone steak for a dollar fifty so come on down to one of our weekly training sessions monday nights wednesdays right after church and friday nights come to the training camp right behind Goober piles gas station may Bay area rft we'll be looking forward to seeing you Y'all come down now, he-ya.
2: All right, and we are back. That was uh, Just a Little Crazy by Fight. Ooh, excuse me. And that was uh, the late Steve Cain's uh, parody ad called Welfare Wrestling. My name, once again, I'm is good. statistic Sean David, along with my two co-hosts.
5: The Saltless Glitherson.
3: And the reason why this show will never, ever be a bag of dicks. Hey, and we're
2: going to bring the uh, owner of Asylum Wrestling back on with us again, Mr. Eric Shay. And um, I'm being told at this time that thorn in your side is here, uh, Mr. Shay. Oh Ladies and gentlemen, he is the <laughs> undeniable P.O.S. Rob Myers. Hello. The tagline is so right. Ah, Mr. Myers So tell us a little bit more about Not only yourself, but your coalition
8: Uh, It's the coalition Um,
6: Did you see what I'm talking about? Did you hear the condescending tone? What a bag of dick guy Eric, don't start with me (laughs) You know, I kind of like him (laughs) (laughs) Until you're around him See, a lot so of you have to deal with, with him and it, pay so. him. And camp with him. Oh, my God, it never ends. No, he can't camp. He's not allowed here. Oh, no, no. That's part oh. of the rule. The Asylum guys can camp. The coalition can go sleep on the side of the road like the hobos they are. <laughs> whoa,
5: whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sure he gets all the best hotels for his coalition.
8: Listen, Justin, you were talking all this, smack because I have a fractured elbow and can't put my hands on you right now.
6: Hmm. Whoa. Minute. I'm sure I'm not going to stop you I'm Wait a minute!
2: because of it Qu- Question. Question If oh. he's the promoter oh. sh- should you, Shouldn't you not be uh, um, Putting your hands on him As a manager myself Unless the extreme circumstances Call for it As a manager myself I have never put my hands on a promoter Eric well, that, That's where we differ Because I'm not just
8: a promoter Eric Shay is an active wrestler on the roster.
5: Well, okay. I agree. I, I agree. I wrestled a uh, guy named Big Daddy he is the Promoter. Sword, my dad. <laughs> I we didn't know ahead. that guy with some barbed wire. Uh, yeah, I've, I've I've hit promoters with barbed wire tax, You name it, anything. <laughs>
2: yeah, anyway, you won't, won't see me in any <laughs> main you event You know, being him.
6: the booker I, I won't do that But uh, I will provide, yeah, I will definitely mix it up with them guys Oh, that, that's some of the best shit ever I, I have no qualms Stepping in the ring with anybody Especially him And what, September 24th, you're back? That, dude, we've got a march on the calendar, right? September 24th, your big comeback there, bud Yes, <laughs> sir So what are,
5: you, uh, what are you doing to rehab the elbow? What have they got you going through? So start uh, physical therapy August second. Wow. The little things I got. <laughs> hey man, this is serious stuff. Eric, a lot of people Eric. don't realize some are of like our
6: injuries. He's lifting donuts and the remote. He oh, is lifting donuts and the remote for man. rehab. Do not listen to this BS. <laughs>
3: one at a time, please. Please, only one at a time. <laughs>
2: Yes uh, that that is that is rule number 1 folks but uh Mr. Myers what will you be bringing with your uh coalition this weekend to the Snake Pit Slugfest at Asylum Wrestling? I have a
8: huge huge surprise for the Asylum faithful huge surprise mm-hmm. My replacement is coming to Asylum for a wrestling to the Slugfest, and he is going you know, to be the newest know. member of the coalition.
2: Well, um, I don't know how to tell you this, Mister Myers, but I don't have that event on my calendar, so you didn't call the biggest surprise that you could have called. But uh, we'll forgive you for that one, Mister Myers. We will see what this weekend holds. At this time, this is this should be your target here, Mister Myers. He is the current reigning and defending Asylum Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, El Gigantor. Yeah!
9: Yeah. Thanks for having me go. Hi. (laughs) Hello. Mr. – Oh, another
2: sword in my back.
6: I was not sure that
2: uh, El Gigantor was able to speak English. I was going to ask if he needed an interpreter, but I think we're okay on that. Uh, if I you don't understand, just try to try, try to patch something through to uh, Mr. Shea, and I will have uh, your, your questions asked through Mr. Shea, if need be, Mr. Gigantor. Um.
9: Sorry to interrupt you there, man. I, oh, the El Italian. I speak English perfectly fine.
3: Okay. See Yeah, see Sean, if you would shut the hell up and wait, You might find out something you're supposed to know. <laughs> something
5: about the actual champion. Oh, Come God. on now. The guy is the champion. Show him some respect here.
3: Yeah, Sean. Because... Uh, I
5: thought, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, how long have you been champion now? Uh this
9: uh-huh. coming show is gonna be my second title defense. I just Had my first title defense last show Against Cody Hawk I I mean, I can't really say enough about it The guy's the real deal He took me to the limit But uh, that's what I look for as a champion If I'm just squashing Everybody and, you know, running through People, then do they really Deserve a title shot in the first place? I don't think so, that's why I'm happy To be taking on someone Of Max Morrison's caliber This weekend And, you know not to get right into it, but, uh, you know, I've got this on my mind. I just want to say, he, he thinks I fear him. He thinks he's my nightmare. He talks all this stuff, and that's fine. I Honestly, I have a lot of respect for the guy. He's a great competitor, and he's probably won a lot of matches with his intimidation factor before he's even stepped in the ring. But that type of stuff doesn't work on me.
5: You know, being the Sultan Slither Sin, I have realized that there everybody has that button, though. So, do you have that button that sets you off in the ring? Something happens and you just...
3: Yeah, the murder just, button.
5: Yep.
9: Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. Everybody has that button. And um, when I first started out, that was one of my biggest weaknesses was that button got pushed a little too easily. I would get really frustrated and... You know, do something stupid, cost myself a match, or, you know, cheat, and I don't really want to be a cheater because that, you know, that takes away from the legacy I'm trying to build.
5: Well, I'm afraid my legacy is tarnished. <laughs>
3: I have no legacy. But you
5: do. I'm sure you have a legacy. You've
9: been doing this for nine years. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
2: I do I you don't have a legacy, Katie, you have a legacy. She, as Marge Simpson would say. Or Marge Bouvier. Yeah. Um so El Gigantor. Uh obviously that means translates to some sort of giant. How tall are you?
9: Uh I'm only six one, but I weigh in around three oh five and carry it well. And Oh I've been that's told- a old way. I've been told that uh I look a lot bigger when I'm in my wrestling outfit. Like people have, you know, I wear I wear the mask and all people see me in the locker room, I introduce myself and then I, I'm in gear and then they're like, Whoa, who's this guy? And I'm like, You saw me earlier and he's like, How are you bigger?
3: I don't I don't think How are you bigger? <laughs>
9: yeah,
3: kinda of fun. And it's kinda of funny.
9: But yeah, I I'm I'm a pretty large guy. I move pretty well. I you know, I go by the monitor, world's biggest cruiserweight. But honestly, I, I go with that name. Not I do, do flips and stuff and I can, you know, do aerial and everything. But I the world's biggest cruiserweight to me is more like cruiserweight is a mindset. Like they're the people that had the word for everything that told they couldn't have it and still went as hard as they could until they got what they wanted. And that's the kind of mindset I try to attack pro wrestling with. And that that's kind of why I accept that moniker. Even though I'll never be a cruiserweight, there's never going to be a time in my life where I weigh 205 pounds. It just ain't going to happen. I'd probably be dead. <laughs> but uh, that's, I, I have a lot of respect for cruiserweights, and that's kind of my way of showing it.
2: Now, you mentioned Cody Hawk, so um, funny story, I was actually supposed to be promoting some events here in Illinois, uh, we had a deal fizzle, but Cody was one of the talents that I was looking at bringing in, along with Shauna Reed, and uh, uh, who is the other female that travels with them, uh, Haley Shadows? I haven't had I the think pleasure of meeting Haley Shadows, but I definitely know no, Shawna oh, Reed as uh, partner. Uh, Harley Fairfax. I had to think of it. Was the other one that travels with them. I know too many females have been doing this for 20 years, and that's that's not uh, anything in a Vince McMahon type of way. Just to clarify that, no. but um, uh, um, <laughs> you know, um, Shauna Reed, hell of a talent. Cody Hawk. Got to give credit where it's due. He's responsible for our uh, AEW interim champion, John Moxley. Um, a lot of other talents were helped by Cody Hawk. Good group of talent out of Ohio. If you're if you're a promoter looking for a, a, some good hands, Cody Hawk's definitely a good hand to have as a part of your locker room. Definitely. Um I you know there's a lot of talent uh that I was looking at from outside of Illinois because the uh getting back to Eric being a promoter, the common thing we see here in Illinois is you'll have 15 feds within a 30 mile radius of each other all using the same talent and then wondering why some of them don't draw because there's nothing to set them apart.
6: Yes, sir. And people That's don't
2: people do not realize if you can see the same thing and drive right down the street and see it, they're not going to come. This is why
4: Um,
2: um I'm going to give them the plug tonight and this will be probably the only time that I do it because I like the individual that is Excited to be there this weekend. Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme returns to Streeter, Illinois on Saturday night for New Blood with Rhino at their new venue. You can find them on Facebook, Powerhouse Wrestling Extreme. Uh, Rhino will be appearing earlier in the day at the comic book store in Streeter, and there will be a seminar open to those that are fully trained uh, and or in the process of training only. It is not open to newbies. Uh, Rhino will be there. Um, I like Rhino. I always thought Rhino was a hell of a talent. I would not have wanted to take that gore. Um, I'm I, I'm about 155 pounds myself, so him goring me would look. I, I, I'm sure Katie would like spit her teeth yeah. at the sight of that.
5: You know the funny thing is a lot oh, of people yeah. kept wanting to bring in Rhino to work me too, and I always just they're always like no no you'll be a good matchup, but I'm like. I'm 225, and I'm 5'8". And I I was well built, but I'm like, I'm no rhino. (laughs)
2: That
5: guy's huge. And then if
2: you have not got your tickets, get them for the return of Dreamwave Wrestling to Peru, Illinois. Max Caster will be there. Um, Other great talent signed as a part of that event. Um, if there's an event going on this weekend, we know that Ileana Pro Wrestling, God, I hope I said that right, because it's on the border of Illinois and Indiana, so it's it's just a garble for me. Uh, and I'm an ring announcer, so this is still garble for me. Um, you know, they've got an event, I believe, this weekend over in Indiana, C3 Wrestling Indiana, um, SLA Tomorrow Night, St. Louis Wrestling Anarchy, if there's wrestling near you, go support it, but please, please, please know the difference between professional wrestling and a boatload of crap, because you'll be able to smell oh. it a mile away. Um, we have not survived doing this podcast for nine years without myself, Steve Kane, or other people that have called in to be a, a, somewhat of a host or a guide uh, on this show, having to call out. Am
3: I, am, am I purple or something? No, oh, I've been, I've been done years years, too.
2: I wasn't done yet, but um, Mm -hmm. having to call out our our fair share of promoters that don't do it the right way, people that are not trained the right way, and reasons why uh, people do not draw. And this is why we have our haters, because they call it the way it is. I will say as a promoter uh, that was looking at the marketing plan to promote shows this year, I can tell you one of the most effective things you can tap into right now if you're going to promote an event any form of event, is Facebook advertising or forms of media like that. A lot of people have not realized that television is a dead manor. Here's why. Because not everybody has traditional cable anymore. Not everybody has satellite. Not everybody has this or that. There are other forms that you can ever –
5: Correct. I'm just going to cut you off. I use streaming, so I don't see those –
3: local commercials that
5: those wrestling companies put out. So, yeah, I do agree. I I get a lot of my wrestling uh, information where shows are going to be via Facebook or other internet outlets. Yeah. I stream or
3: have my Android box?
2: Um, The thing about it is this, at least when I did my last one, you could set your Facebook ad within a 50-mile radius of the town. Um, I ran one in 2019. I spent about 200 bucks, and it reached about 10,000 people within a 50-mile radius of the event itself. You cannot reach that many people for that small dollar amount any other way. Um, And, uh, Eric, I want to invite you, and this goes to you wrestlers that are on here with us or other talents that know other promoters. um, We do have our date for our promoters roundtable. Um, It's going to be, I believe, in October is what I have slated for this. I'm trying to pull it up now.
3: Uh, It's
2: it's actually going to be Thursday night, October 20th, the return of the Open Invitational Promoters Roundtable right back here. Sign up is now open for that. And what we have done in the past and we're going to continue to do is bring promoters from all over the globe on this program to exchange not only booking philosophies, marketing ideas, ways to make – uh, events better make business grow. Put more money in your pocket as a promoter, and put more money in your talent's pocket uh, from drawing healthier houses. Oh yeah! Here we go. I mean, um, this is this is uh, you know people can say what they want. We've done this program um, for a lot of reasons, but this is this is the core of it. Is getting back to the basics of giving uh companies like yours eric from all over the globe the platform to come on here bring their talent with them talk about upcoming events talk about what's going on in pennsylvania and uh we also because we are who we are we will give you the airtime if if need be if you've got to call a certain promoter out that's invading your territory and doing it the wrong way and making business harder for you that platform is for this as well um there's an old saying that says controversy breeds cash, and it, it does. It's just got to be the right controversy uh, because in the last couple number of years, as many of us know, um, speaking out, Me Too movement, things of that nature, um, which we've, we've done podcasts about at Nauseam here too. So mm-hmm. it's a platform that is based for the wrestlers by people that actually know wrestling um, the, the word mark gets thrown around too much but um I can I can deal with a mark and I think Finn can too. The ones we don't like dealing with are the smart marks.
5: <laughs>
2: you know, mark. I do
5: have I do have a saying when it comes to marks though. So. And we were even when we were trained we were taught this. Um just keep in the back of your mind at one time you were probably a mark if you're in that ring learning how to wrestle or you are a wrestler and you're trying to make a living doing it. Um yeah. You probably were a merc when you were a kid because it takes that much dedication when you you, you got to want it that bad. You know what I mean? When, when you get to that point. To be at the point of the undeniable POS Rob Myers, of course, I'm sure when he was younger, he watched wrestling on TV. I
4: love professional wrestling. Of
5: course. I'm sure you do. Would you say, would you say? At one time in your life, you were a mark. Of course, of course, yes. I think
8: everyone who's been inside of the ropes at one point, outside of the ropes, has been a mark.
3: Especially in the indie world, you know. Uh, I, you know, I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a mark for certain wrestlers. I must say, I will. Okay, so.
5: I mean, I'm so sad I'm wearing a Christian Cage shirt from WrestleMania 21 while I'm doing this blog.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, uh, yeah, and and then there's me with my rosemary obsession, and she's she's my she's my lock screen and my save screen. So yeah. I'm yes, Mark, rosemary.
2: Um, Well, I want to break away here for a minute. We are going to give the talent a little bit more time to talk in just a couple minutes. But we've got to to, uh, take about five minutes to address the 1,000-pound elephant in the room. We did do a special on this, but uh, we've got to address it again. I want to get these guys' input on this. This will be interesting. As of Friday, so WWE nice, Chairman man. Vincent Kennedy McMahon has retired. We know that full control has again been shifted in creative and head of talent relations to Triple H. So yes,
3: yeah, okay. Chris.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, okay. They say it that it's shifting to Triple H. That old man is gonna have control from the grave. We've been saying that. <laughs> <to this. laughs>
4: Okay. This
3: is why we the love old, Katie. The old man used to say he's gonna have control from the grave. Nothing, nothing's gonna be able to be done without him to say. Period. The yes, end. Until the end of time.
5: But yep. so I think it's a good move. i um, just seeing from what he did in NXT and his time there. Triple H uh, first on Friday was made head of talent relations, which means he was doing some hiring and firing if he had to. And then good. uh by Monday he was head of creative. So um I hope I, so. Yeah, yeah, that's what they did. And uh I think yeah. that's good. I think uh some guys are gonna come, come along nicely. Hopefully theory uh will stand out like I was hoping.
3: Yeah. I mean yeah, because because Vince was tearing up tearing up everything like five minutes before is able to go on air and have something else to put up. You know, like He's tearing up scripts like five, ten minutes before they go to air. Yep.
5: Which is ridiculous because it changes the whole yep. show. Yep. Especially yeah. when you got to worry about TV times. TV and that's times, TV an
3: Vince McMahon. You have to learn about Vince McMahon too. Correct?
5: Um,
2: the other thing that we have learned, and, and Eric, you'll be old <laughs> enough to realize this, but if he's head of talent relations and – headed creative Glad. there's a simpler Glad. term than that but the than those two terms and it's one
5: word Booker. Owner.
2: Oh, no. thank what, you what word,
5: owner, oh, what word. You say owner? i say owner booker booker booker
6: booker, booker owner sure. like he's got all the power you yeah. don't
2: you don't need to give him 3 million titles you give him one he's the booker he's the man where the book
5: stops and sometimes and the booker will have an assistant, but that's about it. Usually, in most 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 cases, when the independents were still running strong early in the
3: day. Yeah, it would be Sean, him and Sean all the way.
5: And
2: and you know,
3: I freely ne- I freely admit
5: in my own company, um, the booker was not me. Uh, you know, I had I had to say, of course, but I put somebody in charge of oh, it.
2: And I did the I did the same thing. I would go to the talent and, and negotiate prices, and then hand my roster to Steve Kane and go, "Make sense of this, because this is kind of my vision." And he would. And that's what we had with RWF at the end, and and we had some great stuff planned. And uh, you know, it's people don't understand. People don't want to pay to come to wrestling to see 20 million spot monkeys. They don't want to. Come and have to have an AIDS test afterwards because there's been so much blood. I say this because you guys are in the state of Pennsylvania, by the way. Uh, it's the same way over in Ian, uh, Indiana because the Ian Rotten. I almost said the same in Ian Rotten because the Indiana. But anyway, um, you know, it's 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 one of those things. These fans come to escape for three to four hours, and what I was taught very early on is you have to suspend disbelief. This is why I get so aggravated when people come to me and say, Sean, Kayfabe's dead. No, it's not. It may be well, dead not. to the television industry. It may be dead in other promotions across the country. It does not have to be dead in the territory that you are running or operating in. And guys need to be smart enough to understand that they can keep Fabe even if a company will not.
5: Yes. Um, 100%. On a, note, uh, on a side note for Triple H, as much as I love the guy and his booking talent, I can't see this being long-term, though, like 10 years or anything, because he does have that heart problem now. And that a lot of stress for a company of that size. So I, I, hope, I hope the booking's great while he's there, but I hope he gets somebody trained and right that was in the business to take his spot, hopefully within the next five years or so, just for his own health purposes.
3: Oh, Trips? Trips got hard issues? Yeah, he almost died. Oh, okay. okay. <sighs> yeah, he had a big, uh,
6: big surgery.
5: Yeah,
6: yeah. I, I mean, a
5: it's,
6: it's
2: it's bad. And here's the thing: we know that they can't bring in Eric Bischoff. I wow. love Eric Bischoff to death. Was supposed to work with him last year. Um, I like him, but he can't. He can't run this. He's not. He's old enough at this point. We don't want to hand him that kind of stress.
5: Dusty Nor Russo?
3: Going.
5: Dusty. Oh, well, definitely not Russo. <laughs> Dun- no, oh, oh. Never-
2: well,
3: no <laughs> Dusty. Fuck. Ooh, fuck Vince Russo. There's my S. No, point.
2: Dusty, because Dusty is not with us, and even if he were, he'd be too old to run it full time. We can't do Paul-, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman's up there in age, and I mean, yeah, yeah uh, 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 we, we just, How long we know we, not? right. Kevin Sullivan is up there in age. He'd be one that you could bring How back. Jerry Jarrett is up there yeah. in age.
5: Yeah. Well, so if you're know, a lot of people aren't mentioning the name. Uh, yeah. A good She's friend of like... Triple H, the uh, uh, Road Dog Jesse James Armstrong. The Armstrong family is a very well respected name in the business. So well, these, here's, yeah.
2: here's the one that people don't expect because they they overshadow it. We know that Cody's not ready to step up and and run a promotion. That's why he left AEW. He didn't want um, all that power. It it was money at the end of the day, but it also came down to he didn't want that power and responsibility. He took on too much to quit. Um, You have somebody there now that had a different vision for wrestling. And his family legacy speaks for itself. He will be a part of this weekend's events in Nashville, Tennessee. Both events, Rick Flair's last match and WWE SummerSlam. Oh, what I you talking
5: about.
2: I'm talking about J-E-double-F.
9: J-A-double-R.
0: E-double-T.
2: Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett is one that could actually... He's not that old. He could bring his vision with Triple H, and there could be magic there. Because we, mm-hmm. know, we know that Bruce Pritchard has been taken off as head of creative. We know John Laur- Laurangitis was screwing shit up left and right. <laughs> go, go, go listen to Jim Cornette tell some stories about Jim Laurangitis and, and OVW and why that all fizzled.
5: Oh, back in the uh, day when Balls Mahoney was still alive, he had some stories about Idis. Before I even uh, knew who Laurinaitis was, I knew who he was from from him. <laughs> oh, gee, you know?
2: I think they've got a chance now. What I don't appreciate is that sniveling little shit Tony Khan making the comment that he's the longest tenured promoter in wrestling
8: now. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. a bullet Fuck. Dude, I laughed so hard when I saw
5: that. Yeah, I know. It makes him seem so, so un like, like just so bushly. Uh, I don't even if it was meant as a joke. It's just such a bushly comment.
6: Yeah, it didn't come off well. No. Uh, he definitely
8: has. He definitely has an ego.
6: People. Uh, people yeah. Well. Yeah. Definitely. People have definitely. People. I don't. I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk bad about anybody, but. You're saying that when there's a lot of people that have been doing this a lot longer. Like I don't know, you kind of put your he you kind of put himself on a pedestal. I feel like. Well, yeah. you know, a lot of stuff,
5: unfortunately, was kind of handed to him. You know, early on in his life. Yeah, you, you know what I mean, and ah, uh, some so, like, some uh, what you will about Vince McMahon, but he grew that company, and you know he he expanded into a billion-dollar corporation. Um, Tony Khan didn't have to start from the meager beginnings.
3: Yeah. He's had, he had it handed to him. Her. Here you go. Yeah.
2: Well, and this is the one that I want to mention because we were talking about Damian Wayne and some other great people that have been a part of this organization. There is a man that has had his hand in some wrestling companies, and he's got one – His hands in one now that is the most prevalent name in the sports of professional wrestling outside of the WWF. I'm talking about one Billy Corgan who built Resistance Pro in 2011 from the ground up in Chicago, then was a part of TNA, was slated to buy TNA, and that fell through. So what did Billy Corgan do of the Smashing Pumpkins? He went and bought the National Wrestling Alliance. A promotion that my promotion was a part of. I had the NWA World Tag Team titles defended in my promotion, the NWA World Women's title. Um, Blue Demon Jr. was too scared to drop the title to uh, Almighty Sheik, so we didn't get the world title, but we were supposed to. Um, Mr. Khan, Tony Khan, I don't appreciate you, you know, kind of being a snuffling little shit, because here's the thing, buddy. The NWA (laughs) is celebrating their 74th year in St. Louis in just a couple weeks. You ain't going to beat that legacy. Yeah, that, it's
5: little longer than three years. But. <laughs> what? I said, uh, uh, you know, it's a little longer than three years.
2: Yes. <laughs> a little bit longer. <laughs> All, a little longer. All right. Just well, Eric, bit. do you want to talk to us about uh, who's uh, – well, El Gigantor actually spoiled the 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 news for us. Mad Max Morrison challenging El Gigantor for the Asylum Heavyweight Championship this weekend. Uh, Rob, who will your clients be facing?
8: Huggy the Caveman will be in a one-on-one with Eric Shea. And then my Surprise will also be with me. Uh And he will be in action.
2: Surprise! Is, is your surprise, this was the greatest story I ever heard Bruce Pitchard tell, because I listen to a lot of these podcasts. So does anybody remember in the 90s there was a character that they called who?
5: Yes, that was Jimmy yes. Angel Nightheart under a hood, was it not?
2: Yes, I believe so, yes. So uh, maybe that is the surprise, although we know Nightheart's no longer with us. But could we see who? I oh. cannot say who. all right uh eric anything else you want to promote that you guys got coming up in the next couple months
6: um november 19th we are back at the clearfield fairgrounds and september 24th we're back at the clearfield fairgrounds we'll have a back-to-back show as we run at the fairgrounds um those are the two, the next two dates that will be in action uh, for Asylum Pro Wrestling at the Clearfield Fairgrounds, and uh, next year we will be at the uh, Clearfield Fair itself. So if there's a little, little, well, first uh, anywhere over the radio waves, as so to speak, uh, you guys are the first to hear about it. But we did get to Clearfield Fairgrounds for uh, or the Clearfield Fair for next year. Congratulations yeah. on that. Congrats. Good news. Definitely so. Definitely so. Thank you guys for having That's us going. on. Thanks for Seth, coming Thank out. you for having us
2: on, man. You're Not a to problem. Anytime. Yeah, well, started, ladies and gentlemen, and this is no disrespect to the current champion, El Gigantor, but our main event of the evening, will be calling in in about eight to ten minutes, Mad Max You're Morrison. He will be calling in. He'll be talking about this weekend. I'm sure he'll be talking about El Gigantor. We'll be hearing from uh, lots of others that will be calling in um, here tonight. And we've uh, mentioned some other promotions, given them the invite to call in. So we are going to get to that just momentarily. And... uh, Folks, we're going to play one more of our spoof ads while I go ahead and screen this call real quick, and we'll be right back with more Wrestling Authority Radio with the stars of Asylum Wrestling right here on the Evolution Radio Network. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back.
3: away. Stay.
0: This Saturday night, at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory. Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event Arnold Zippel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage Parts match. Admission is just $1, because that's all this crap is worth. That's crap Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m., matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! Be there.
1: Professional wrestling. Entertaining action that attracts a crowd and provides excitement at a fair or festival. The right promotion will have professionally trained talent with professional grade ring gear and equipment. Fairgoers will want to see more of them and attend ticketed events in the area. Bring the wrong promotion, not betting their credentials, you could end up with an embarrassing disaster. The talent may have no ring gear, little or no professional training aren't family-friendly, and perform so poorly, you'll wish they'd return to the backyard they came from. Burned organizers won't chance bringing in pro wrestling ever again shutting out legitimate promoters. And the fairgoers, if they want to see wrestling, will only go to WWE events. If you want live professional wrestling at your fair or festival, don't get burned. Check for credentials before you book. A public service announcement
0: from the nosebleed seat. You can contact... This is a hardcore hippie, Electric Eric Freedom, and you're listening to the Graveyard Radio Network. Peace and love, baby. Peace
10: and love.
2: All right, folks, and we are back. And, and speaking of Mr. Eric Freedom, we broke this news on Friday night on our special. On August 25th, the hardcore hippie, Electric Eric Freedom, returns to war with the stars of his promotion and we couldn't be happier to have him back with us. Um, Sin and uh, Mr. Freedom go long, long way back. And Eric freedom oh. is actually the man that is responsible for get getting me over my fear of bumping. And we'll talk about that with him and how he was able to do that. And, and a technique that uh, many trainers have picked up.
5: I, um, I legitimately have known Eric freedom all of 25 years of my career his career stands oh further than mine. Before I even met the man, he had been in the WWE. So,
2: Excellent. We will be uh, talking to him. Well, we will get back to Rob Myers in just a little few moments, and uh, we'll get to El Gigantor because El Gigantor will be facing this man on This event that we have been promoting here all night Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado Please welcome to the airwaves of Wrestling Authority Radio It's main event time This is Mad Max (laughs) Morrison.
10: Man, I have been listening to this show the whole time And popping so hard because I've been screaming Trying to get in on the conversation What's going on, everybody?
6: Hey!
3: I know how it feels. I mute myself every once in a while by accident, and I'll be talking to myself <laughs> Well, everybody's, you know, yeah. Well, I don't
5: know if you guys have, but I've taken the time to actually look this guy up on the internet and, uh, watch some of his matches. And I gotta say, I like what I see. Very impressed. Oh. Um, I, I like his attitude in the ring. Had, I had a very similar attitude and, uh,
10: Man, big
9: fan. Nice to talk Thank to. you, sir. Thank
5: you. Well, Finn, I will
2: tell you, you're going to have a lot more in common with this individual because Max, Max is also in a lot of bands, played in a lot of bands, that whole music scene that uh Finn is into, behind the scenes of Finn. Um, so I'm I gonna was give in you a guys,
5: band
2: called Mr. Sin. <laughs> I will give yeah, man, uh, Max... Music, me- Go
10: ahead, Max. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, man. By all means, go right ahead, brother.
2: No, 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 no. I was going to say, uh, Max has also been in band, so we're going to let Max and Finn kind of have their little jam session here and talk about music. we we'll guess <laughs> I came to the professional wrestling career of Mad Max Morrison because uh, Katie... Uh, this will yeah. be one of those times where we just sit back and look pretty unless you've got questions about music that you'll have more of than I am because I'm the baby here. I'm only going to be 32 in November.
3: Yeah, you just have the A.B. <laughs>
10: oh, man, you wet behind the ears, brother.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's still he's still pretty green.
9: <laughs> oh,
5: matter <laughs>
10: Is that
9: true? Yes,
10: sir. That, you, in fact, have heard correct. Yeah. I uh yeah, for, for the longest time, man, I've been playing music ever since I was a little kid. Like, truthfully, I've got, um, I come from a lineage of entertainers of all kinds. I've got, like, great-grandparents that were vaudeville comedians during war times. I got a grandmother who used to dance with the Rockettes, And then right. I got, yeah, I got athletes, too, because my dad and my sister both used to do gymnastics and, uh, Took home trophies, all kinds of stuff. And my sister's a trapeze, does all kinds of, like, guy dance and all that stuff. So it was only natural that the mad one was going to get into the entertainment business because this is where the man belongs. There (laughs) you go,
5: man. There you go. You know, if you're an entertainer, talk about a wrestler. Just being an entertainer in general, man, you know, those crowds, they get you moving. You know, Dude, I, there's
10: I, no feeling better, man. Just than than just getting that roar, just pissing them off, or even going out there and like poking fun at the old people in the front row and just watching them swat at you, man. No better, no better
5: feeling. <laughs> no better, no better. Isn't it better to be a heel <laughs> in a face? It's so much better. Uh, I mean, I mean apples and oranges.
10: Everybody's got their own opinion. I, I, me personally. I like doing a bit of both, and and here's why, because in some markets I'll get over like wildfire because people like seeing the wild-eyed headbanger just come out there banging his head, laugh and joke, and just make a fool out of his opponent. You know, they love that shit. But then there's other times where they're just not so cool to me, and I have to go out there and be a complete asshole. And they. I hear you. I'm, yeah, you know, you just sometimes you just got to be the asshole, you know, just to get
3: that point across. Yeah. You just got to be the asshole.
5: <laughs> it's so important. So important. Assholes As As you nerd said, nerd. I have my, I've had, I, I call my fans the sinners. They, they, they supported me well, followed me. Um, that was great. But boy, that those guys sometimes. Sometimes you get an opponent and you just gotta be an asshole, like you said. You, yeah, gotta be you gotta pull a few tricks out of your bag, take it that extra mile and not be afraid to uh, to get where you wanna be in this business. See and, and and on top of that, to add to what you're
10: saying, you also gotta think outside the box in this day and age, especially. Yeah. Almost everything's been almost everything has been done. All yes. right. So yeah. it's like me coming up in pro wrestling. All my trainers, all my mentors are old school guys, man, old journeymen. My my primary trainer, Damian Wayne, friend of y'all's. Yep. You know, he taught me. He taught me if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, Bub. Oh, I love to
2: hear that line. So
5: true.
2: Well, so, and and so. and I know where he got that because you and I talked about this individual. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. But Tracy Smothers is is, is notorious. For that line, and uh, um, uh, blame you him, know, Tracy, man, I I yes, miss him so so much. We'll uh we'll tell that story here in a little bit too. But the thing about it is this: most people do not realize how to think outside the box. Not just from a promoter standpoint. I ended up with a medical condition in two thousand nine while I was opening my company, and got told, "Yeah, you can't be in the ring full time. You can manage. You can do stuff here and there." And it took guys like Ed Schumann and and other promoters that I worked with and even have met on this podcast to make me realize, I don't need to give my body to wrestling because I've given enough of that to wrestling. I can use my mind. And at the end of the day, sometimes that's the greatest asset that uh, anybody can have. And as I told uh, Max in a personal chat we had earlier today, and I think I told Eric this too, there are too many people out here in 2022 that will take somebody's money and are uh, afraid to tell that person the following, and that is this. I had a promoter uh, that Sin has talked to by the name of Frank Root. He used to run in the St. Louis uh, market, used to run all over uh, Illinois, but he told me this, and it was a very wise word that not a lot of people had told me beforehand, and it's this. There is a spot in wrestling for everybody, but not everybody's spot is wrestling. Nope. And too many people do not understand what I mean when I
5: say that. Can I throw a holler to referees? A hey, fucking man. Our, referees are some of the hardest working men in that ring, and people don't even realize it.
3: Trust me, I hey, I watch the refs. Once once one of my friends told me that he said he's tired after after refing all night, and I'm just like, okay. So I watched I watched the refs doing doing what they do in the ring, and they got a move.
6: And They got we to move,
3: yeah. They move. They, yeah, got, to they got to be smart, and they got it. Yeah, just you got to think outside the box when you're a yeah. ref as well. But yeah, I mean, they their job is tougher than than a hockey ref, okay, and that's on ice. So like, their job's tougher.
5: I've been pretty fortunate. I've had some pretty good refs. I, I've even had some uh, matches with refs that have refed in the WWE and. You can tell the difference from a good
10: ref. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A, a, a great ref is hard to find, but when you got them, you hang on to them because he because they will make or break your match. I swear. They can. I know I I know I've been fortunate enough to be in the ring with a bunch of really great referees. Like there's one in particular I sing his praises all the time. I met him through a uh two ball Carmichael camp. Uh, I think it was like maybe fifteen or sixteen, but his name is Dustin Pruitt. And he I swear to God, one of the best referees I'd ever been in the ring with. And I'd also been fortunate enough to work a match with uh Brian Hebner officiating too, man. And Dustin okay. and Brian I I could I could definitely put them on the uh the same scale Next to one another
5: Awesome awesome. The hosts I don't want to say that I'm replacing Because Steve can never re- be replaced But I'm the third slot now And Steve was I'm one of the originators Steve Kane was a rep And uh, I used yeah. him for my company Wicked Wrestling Alliance And boy Yeah once I got him You can, you can ask uh, Sean there I, I kept a hold of him Good
2: in the
3: ring. Yeah, we'd keep him. We, we, that's what we did. We kept him. Well, and we not only
2: that, but a lot of people don't realize he went out and tested a ring one night and got injured running the ropes and, and that damn near mm-hmm. was it. But he booked for me and the reason he booked for me is because he would get me to think outside the box. He's like, well, you got this big some bitch here that you want to put the belt on, but you want to give him the belt right away. You can't do that. You've got to have the baby. Be able to chase because if he's running through everybody like hot fire, how's the baby gonna catch up? Things like that, little things like that, like like with Ed Schumann in the NWA, those are things that I learned very early on. It's tradition, it's respect, it's paying honor to an area. A lot of promoters won't do this, and I, I'm one of the very few that will. can attest to this. Um, when I was getting ready to come back here in 2019. I promoted other events or promotions that had run the area and said, hey, they're a part of our history here. Wrestling here has been a big deal for, you know, twenty. at that point it was like 26 years. It's probably about 30 by now. But um, you can't ignore history. It does not matter if that promoter is pissed in your mouth or not. At the end of the day, you can be the bigger man and give them a good rub for it, whether they like you for it or not, to try to tie in their history with your history. And that's when you get the sense of community with the wrestling that a lot of people don't want to have. Um, but at the end of the day, we've got way too many uh, uh, Indians running around that think they're chiefs and have never been taught by the tribal chief how to do it. And that's why the business is in the state mm. that it's in. Well, that's
5: why Max here uh, watching some of its matches. I'm like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing in the ring. And, uh, He's got psychology. Uh, tell you what, brother, you got it all in the palm of your hands. How many How many years you been in this business?
10: I'm just coming into my eighth year. Oh, you're coming into your prime then. Wow. Yeah, I, st- I started a little bit late though. I started in fourteen. I was three months out. Of, I was three months removed from college, right? And then I found me at a wrestling school. I was thirty years old. Now I'm like. Couple a couple away from 40, and, yeah, I feel
5: like I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I still feel like my, my, my best wrestling years were 35 or 36. That's when I was winning all my titles. You know, I, it's just, you know, when you hit that point, I think you hit – I think the eight-year mark is just a good mark in general. You know what I mean? It's where you really – the light bulbs really start going off. And uh, it shows yeah. you the ring work. Your
10: ring work, my friend. Thank you, sir. And and you know, and I look at my trainer not just as you know my trainer, or my friend. I, I was actually inspired by D Dub, man, because he 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 traveled a, a very similar path that I'm on. Because he too started when he was 30 years old. He's 50 now. He's AIWF champ, traveling the country. He's been in Puerto Rico. He's done all the majors. He's enhanced just about everywhere. He elevates everybody. Right. He started at 30 years old. So I was like, well, if he can do that, I can do that. Ain't Did gonna you? be no thing. <laughs> well, I <can't laughs> and, I don't, mean, and I don't definitely don't though. mean take nothing away <laughs> by the by the ain't gonna be no thing. I mean by that is in I ain't gonna let I ain't gonna let age deter me from nothing. There you
2: go. Yes, and we do do, – Katie and I both know Q-Ball Carmichael. He was a regular caller on here. And uh, uh, we need to talk to Uncle Q again. He's got a camp coming up with Damian Wayne that I did promote on my Facebook page. Folks, if you're looking to be trained in this business the right way, these are the two men that you want to see for this. These two men, Q-Ball Carmichael, Damian Wayne, travel the world up and down. Uh, a lot of respect for Damian Wayne, a lot of respect for Q-Ball Carmichael. Cuball Carmichael is not a man that will have somebody come into his camp and say, this isn't for you, and take their money anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Oh,
10: that, no. That's a res- don't, the res- play, he don't. he don't play that game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know, there was another guy um, out on the East Coast that we're good friends with, an old ECW legend by the name of C.W. Anderson that was doing a seminar not that long ago. He's one you Jesus. can see. <laughs> we love we. Oh boy, that interview was fun because he just tell it like it is, man. And and too many people, look. I've been doing this twenty years myself. Since been doing this twenty five. The old man Steve Kane was doing this almost thirty years. We have earned the right, and Max, even you, we speak to you when we say this, to say something if you see something. If the guy is the drizzling shit and the promoter shouldn't be booking him, there are too many people that won't go to the promoter because they don't want said guy to get their feelings hurt and have the thing blasted out online. I'm here to tell you that we can save the wrestling business in 2022, but it's going to take weeding through the waters to get rid of the trash and propelling what's great.
10: What I think it is and what I think ought to be happening is – the boys, the boys and the girls, I include, or everybody, everybody, you know, partic- whoever's participating, they need to put a business mind front and forward, because that's honestly what it comes down to at the end of the day, is just how business gets ruined, and like you said, if somebody's drizzling shit, it's like, how are they going to be able to, uh, uh, how is the company going to be able to make any money or build their business on the back of People that can't draw nothing. So yeah, you gotta. It's not 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 anything personal, but yeah, you gotta go in there and police and regulate. If you want good product, you gotta speak up and say what's up. On the same token, you got talents in your locker room that are God's gift to wrestling. You know, can put a button every 18 inches. Then you also need to praise those folks too.
2: Well, and that's just it, and, and there are areas that are being oversaturated by bad wrestling, and, and we've always said this, it takes one bad wrestling show to leave a bad taste in people's mouth in an area, even if there is a good event that is coming, if there's been a bad taste left in their mouth, it is harder for the good promotion to now pull that fan back in their door. And we see it time and time again, it's not just here in Illinois, it's everywhere. And it's, it's, it goes to your point about policing the business, Max. It's absolutely 100% factual. If we don't police it and we let every Tom, Dick, and Harry that gets a little bit of training be on the card, or, you know, this goes for the boys too. Some of these boys will hear that there's a new promoter in town and this guy may not know everything in the world and we're going to take his money. And we're not going to tell them otherwise. I.E., and I love AEW to death, I do, but I.E.A.E.W. Tony Khan. Nobody that is there that is taking that kid's money has the balls to walk up to Tony Khan and say, you're fucking up the wrestling business, you're messing up the history, you're messing up the tradition, and here's why, and here's how we fix it. And it's going to take people like that in the wrestling business in 2022 that are going to make product better.
5: Now, I do want to point out, though, guys that are green, don't feel discouraged if somebody gives you these comments. When I was being brought in and I was green, uh, I guarantee you, like I said, my, uh, my in-ring trainer was Brian Lyle. As I said earlier, he was trained by Boogie. Brian didn't let anything get by. If, if I did something wrong or messed something up, he was the first guy to get in my face to say, hey, this isn't how it's done. You should be doing it this way. And he kept it old school. And I, I couldn't have had the career I had without him.
10: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I know something. even uh, yeah, all my trainers coming up and all my mentors said all the same things. Because I know for probably about the first four or five years of my career, I had these guys harping on me for all kinds of stuff. And, I was I was very fortunate and great and thankful and gracious that they would even give me the time of day, because I know a lot of the a lot of the old cats, you know, if you if you ain't worth a squirt of piss, they're not going to waste their time to talk to you. Yeah, you know? exactly. But they saw, but but they saw something. They saw enough in me. It was like, all right, this kid's trying. He's trying to get it. He's he's on his way there. Let's go ahead and throw him a bone. You know. So I know I definitely appreciate that because. And go, and also I wanted to say this like a minute ago too, talking about the old trainers and shit wrestling. I had maybe four different different guys. I've had D dub, CW, Preston Quinn. I've had I've heard it from Tom Pritchard even. One one foul punch could fuck up an entire wrestling event.
5: <laughs> yep. Oh
3: wow, eh? Shit. Oh yeah.
5: Because
3: there are things called Absolutely. receipts. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, why don't, you, why don't we talk about uh, when you were working with Gangrel? Can you talk to us about that? Oh, it's interesting. Absolutely. I
5: know Gangrel. <laughs> to a point.
10: Man, guy, I got... Know, I know for me being as big of a horror fanatic as I am, and uh, you know, I'm marked out because I've never had the opportunity to Work a vampire at that point, but uh after a few years of that shit, I think I'm done working vampires because I'm pretty much five, uh zero and five against them. So
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've, 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 it's unfair it to vampire suckers, man.
5: They have vampire strength; to <laughs> can't compete
10: against that. <laughs> no, I sure can't, man. I got, I got, I, I,
8: actually... I, I got off. Gotta... <laughs>
10: Uh, yeah, I wanted to point yeah. out,
5: though, somebody who's totally the opposite. Um, well, for one, Ace Cowboy Bob Orton, most class act I've ever met in the business. Great guy. I could see how his son succeeded with a uh, example like him. But uh, from a standpoint of somebody that I just brought in, I, I had worked with him on a show, and then I brought him into my company for a one-shot, Al Snow. This is back oh. when he was doing the Tough Enough stuff. He oh. came in, and you know guys will get in the ring and be working on stuff, you know, before the crowd shows up, loosening up, doing whatever, doing some spots. Um, Al took the time to actually, he walked up to the ring, he's watching them and he would give advice. You know, and at the, at the time he was the guy training WWE guys. He wasn't getting paid to give anybody advice. He was getting paid to do his match and he was fantastic about it. He treated the boys with respect. He pointed out things. That you know, maybe somebody here that hasn't been on a bigger program, you know, might not notice. You know, and the guy was fantastic.
10: I agree. I I've been fortunate enough to be around Al once, and that was at uh, VCW in Hampton, Virginia. It was like a few years ago. Same thing. He was wa- he was watching a whole bunch of the matches, and when guys were coming back, he was giving them input and feedback and. You know, I, I know I appreciate because Al Al's one of those guys I hold pretty dear as far as like being a uh, a wealth of knowledge. He is, you know? and he not only
5: was he a wealth of knowledge that night, just uh, like I said, he 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 presented himself like a like a class act. You know what I mean? He was very professional. Yes. On top of it. just a great guy, but funny, funny, I, real funny guy too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and, and and
10: he'll get he'll get you with them zingers when you ain't even ready, man. He's no. he's quick.
5: <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> well, we're go-
2: we're going to play this real quick. I hope it's what I think it is and we'll come back and talk about another individual that Max has uh worked with that was very good friends, uh, Steve Kane and I and uh, even Katie. <laughs> well, I guess that's just his music. Uh Tracy Smothers. Miss him so dearly. We uh, yeah, we had an event man. slated um, in 2017 that was supposed to have Bob Orton Jr. And a promoter that Sin and I had worked for, Cost Me Bob, it was his wedding anniversary weekend. And I said, Bob, I said, this has already got messed up. Let's make up the date at a later time. Tell the wife I said hello. She'll appreciate me not asking you or begging you to come here. Go spend time with the wife. Make that special We'll make something special with you happen uh, later on. Well, Tracy found this out because he was opening a training school here in Illinois uh, with Joey Grunge. And um, Tracy knew that it was a benefit event, and he came. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to pay you? And I I had plenty of money on reserve for Tracy Smothers. When a legend like that walks into your company, you find a way to pay them by any means necessary. And he would not take above $80. Um no matter how much me or my mom tried to pay him because he was such a sweet guy to my mother. um, You know, it's people like that that make this all worth it. Because when a legend like Tracy Smothers is willing to go out of his way to do that for you, you know you're doing something right in the business. Um, Sin got to work on a show that I didn't get to work on years ago with Dr. Dusty Williams.
5: Oh, oh the that, oh, that brings man. up seminars. You were talking about seminars earlier. People holding seminars. Boy, I, uh, um, I knew he was going to be doing a seminar, and uh, some of the boys were in it, and uh, I didn't do the seminar. I kind of just, you know, sat down in the seat and I was watching what was going on. Boy, did a lot of guys learn a lot that night from Steve Doctor Death Williams. That's guy. I'll tell you uh, and when he passed, I was very sad um, wow what what an amazing man that was.
10: I can only imagine the like the knowledge that he would share. I
3: know yeah. sadly
10: i didn't sadly i didn't uh i would i guess the time that I came up and I was watching wrestling, I didn't really pay too much mind to Dr Death really until I started getting further along in my career because I know that's when I started appreciating the real workhorses and just the badasses and all that stuff, the real workers, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Steve, could, Steve could definitely stretch somebody if he wanted to. <laughs> oh, I heard horror stories about him in
5: Japan, man. <laughs> <You> know, <right>? <laughs> 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 Guys like him and Vader and Mick and, and uh... Dan Hansen. Yeah, with that clothesline. He'd hit you so hard because he couldn't see you because he had a bad eye. <laughs>
10: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> you better um, hope to God you
10: stayed in your lane or your head's coming off. <laughs> exactly. You think JBL was bad?
5: Now <laughs> I don't the videos. Oof. boy. <laughs>
2: Um, Yeah, Gangrel was – he's a good talent, uh, somebody that I'd still book to this day. A lot of promoters do not realize he's not that expensive. Um, I'm not going to disclose his price, but he's not that expensive and totally worth it. Uh, He's got a training academy that he's running. Um, he, He helps out a lot of promotions. You know, this is somebody people don't understand. And I'm going to disclose this, and I, th- this will be the reason that the guy will never appear on this podcast, so I'm going to go ahead and say this. Any promoter out there looking to book a name, don't invest in Rikishi because the figure that I was given for Rikishi to come in and sit on his big butt to sign autographs was $4,500.
5: Wow,
3: wow. wow.
5: Yeah, that's a big wow. I'm
3: thinking <laughs> maybe
5: then, I'm thinking um, with that kind of money, I'm thinking maybe Undertaker could come in and sign some autographs. Mm
2: -hmm. $4,500 for Rikishi, and Mm -hmm. he's not going to work. I could book a lot better and smarter and get some guys that are going to work. Even if I did do one name that wasn't able to work or wasn't willing to anymore, that just did signing, um, no, I I, I would never spend that for him. Some of these guys that are getting released are uh, asking for insane amounts of money. Some promoters know better. Promoters that have been around the block a time or two, like Sin or I, know how to haggle with talent, or especially Sin's wife, Mel Storm.
5: Yeah, Mel um, Storm did do a lot of the haggling. Her and Luna Vachon yeah. actually got very close, so it was kind of sad when Luna passed. Um,
2: yeah, you know, man. you've but... got to have promoters out there that know how to do that without insulting talent. Because there's that there's right. that goes on, and then guys wonder... Or promoters wonder why the guy comes in, works, gives them an okay—not a five-star match, maybe a three-star. Doesn't give it his all, takes his money, and you never hear from the guy again. Uh, that would be your reason. Um, Max, you've talked about working with some of the biggest names in the industry. Um, we've got uh, we've got an event that you're going to be a part of. You're challenging for the Asylum Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. Now, how long have you been a part of Asylum Wrestling?
10: i have only been around for
5: one event
2: wow wow
5: you must have been pretty impressive to get a title shot after
2: one event i love you you know
10: sometimes you just you just have it
5: you know (laughs) (laughs) like the big daddy guy i talked about earlier i don't know what what i showed that guy that first night but you you can ask sean that guy just (laughs) He loved to give me very healthy paydays, and uh, he he knew he wanted to put the title on me
2: uh, pretty yeah, early on. Yeah. It, well, you know, that that was a promoter that would do anything to try to save the integrity of his company to keep an old-timer around. He thought he was an old-timer, but he found out very quickly, because I managed thin on this first booking that I got him for this individual, and Finn and him are out of the ring and I've been blinded and I'm back out at the ring for the finish. And I, I'm like, okay, well, they're going to go another three to five minutes. And the next thing I hear is big daddy. Ow, my knee. And I look at Finn <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Fuck. big daddy's like, we got to take it home. I'm like, ah, oh, Christ
6: almighty. It's fine
5: though. Once, once you have experience, you, you learn how to work around that. I was still pretty green <laughs> once. And, uh, Somebody asked me to come out and manage him during the hardcore match because I was working that card that night anyway, you know. And he's like, you know, and then I'll come up with you. And I'm like, okay, we, we can work this out. We talked to the promoter, got it cleared. And uh, I think I've told this story on there before, but uh, yeah, uh, the guy was managing, got hurt on the outside, uh, and and basically he's like, he's like, I'm hurt, you know. I got to get it back in the ring and just finish this. I went over to his opponent. (laughs) I'm going to break a little kayfabe here. I just said, hey, he's hurt. Cut me off. Take it home. And all I saw was a cheese grater in his hand coming at my face. (laughs) You got what you asked for. (laughs) Yeah, I literally got cut off.
4: Part of my nose (laughs) got cut off. Part of my forehead
5: got cut off. Oh, (laughs) Oh you
10: didn't rub some pineapple on your wounds too, did he? he (laughs) (laughs) Turn your face into a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.
2: Folks, I wanna give you a reminder that we're going to roll into a little bit of overtime here tonight with our lovely guest here, Max Morrison, And we still have his challenger for this weekend on the line. Will he overcome El Gigantor? We're going to find out momentarily. What we need you to do to hear the remainder of this program right now
3: right as now. we go
2: into the after party, you must dial in at our guest listener line at 515-602-9678. Again, that number is 515-602-9678. We are going to open the listener lines in just a little while for questions with Mad Max Morrison, but in order to get your questions answered, you must call in now. Again, that call-in number, 515-602-9678. Um, yeah, Max, I, I mean, I've been around the block a time or two, too, and some of these some of these spots we get ourselves in as talents, referees, even as an announcer, I, re- I remember there's, there's been instances where guys have put their hands on me, and I'm like, well, here's the thing. If you put your hands on me, and I'm the only a ring announcer that we have, and I'm a, I'm a stickler about this because I learned how to do it the right way. If you don't have anybody else that can go out there and announce the matches that I, the way that I can, and if we're, especially if we're videotaping this, then chances are I'm not going to let you take me out. I care about the integrity mm. of the product being presented to the audience and on footage that's going to be airing to have any Joe Schmo take me out as an announcer. If you've got somebody else on the card that knows what they're doing as an announcer and can actually do it the right way, especially with a big main event, then yes, I don't have a problem being taken out. But too many people don't know when to say, hey, I'm not going to do that. This is going to – go ahead, Sam.
5: Oh, yeah, if you notice on the very first Wicked show, uh, I believe you were there. Um, yeah. The ref did not get really – I put my hands on him a little bit, but I didn't rough him up, you know, just like a little push. Other than that, he didn't get touched like any of the refs, like physically all night until the main event when when the ref accidentally got hit by uh, freedom when Jerry Lynn was spinning him off his back into the right. cutter. And uh, that's part of it. You know what I mean? Uh, What are you going to do, beat the crap out of a ref and have him come out for the next match and be fresh as daisies? No, it doesn't work that way.
2: Well, not only that, but psychology-wise, we've got to give credit where it's due to Max Morrison and guys that trained him like a Damian Wayne. The thing that I hate when I go to an independent event now is you only have so many referees, so one of your referees gets taken out in the first half of the event and they're back out on the second half of the event. Absolutely not. If the referee is out, mm, he is out no. for the night. He or her.
5: Yeah, what's up? Uh, a, a lot of good female refs out there still. See, Go you ahead, guys Matt.
10: pose like excellent point because this kind of circles back to the conversation we were talking about earlier about the guys just kind of coming in and doing their thing. But like One of the biggest problems that I've seen in the independent wrestling community is there's a lot of guys and well, a lot of You know, there's a lot of the boys, a lot of the girls that will go in there asking for a lot of money just to come in there and put on a pair of boots. But the thing is, you can really build your value by learning a lot of different jobs backstage. You could learn how to referee, you could learn how to ring announce, and have that shit ready in case the company needs it make yourself more valuable more stock in your brand more stock in yourself you can get more money
5: and that's one thing i was really happy about with uh where i was trained i was i was trained at um the house of pain which was powerhouse in school and uh when you're around that and they they make you um at, we would do matches you know once we we're experienced enough in practice and he would have you know, one of the trainees rep the match, learn how to rep. This trainee, you're going to manage this guy. Learn how to manage. You know, critique it. Teach. They, they were really good about teaching us boys a multitude of skills in the business. Mm. And not everywhere does that, and I feel very fortunate for that. Um, and like you said, it, take it upon yourself. You have to learn it.
10: That's
5: like a
2: this is why I became multiverse. I said if I can announce, if I can manage, if I can ref, if I can book, if I can teach them how to market better, I become more valuable as an asset than just a regular talent to any promotion that I walk in the door of. And I've had, to, I've had this argument with certain promoters that I've worked with over the years. They're like, well, you're just a talent. I bring a lot more to the table than, than just my talent and me, my presence being at the actual event if you'll take the time to listen to me and actually have a conversation that isn't all one-sided and or I think that you're a, a, a douche by the end of it.
5: Because then Katie well, can tell you. Go ahead. Well, Sean, uh, just as a point, uh, you you started out um, with me training you. Uh, you wrestled for a while. Um, like I said, due to physical reasons, uh, you had to move on and do some other things, but I mean, in the last two months, you refed a show, I know, um, and you also managed me at a show, so I mean, right there, the proof is in the pudding. You didn't just learn how to wrestle. You know, You, you they needed a ref at a show, so what did you do? You stepped up, you reffed. Uh You know, at the show we went to, um, C-Red, you know, you wanted me to have a manager, so you were right there to be my manager. I knew you weren't going to screw up any spots. I knew you were you're were trained. You weren't going to miss anything. And I knew you were going to be where I needed you to be, and that's how the matches went smooth.
2: That's, you know, and it's – it's people don't understand, Max, that's, that you made a very valid point. If you make yourself more well-versed
3: – and one thing
2: that especially is not happening, and I've got to give credit where it's due, This is this actually came from the guy that trained him – but too many students that call themselves students of the game, and Max, I hope you agree with me on this, do not go back and watch footage. There have been dozens uh, yeah. of, of video stores that have gone out of business across the country that may have old WCW, WWF, ECW tapes that you can get your hands on. We've got a network that streams all of that. If you're not going back and watching footage, especially in the digital era that we live in, you're a fool.
0: Yeah, Why are you gonna oh, make...
4: YouTube.
2: Exactly.
5: YouTube. Thank you. Hey, where do you find your matches? Did you did you even know you had matches on YouTube? That's how I found found your Absolutely. matches.
10: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, and I made sure that I, I was able to link those matches to my website too for other people to see.
2: There you go. Well, and and. Uh, we're going to get to your opponent for this weekend in just a couple minutes. He's been so gracious to be on hold with us all this time. Uh, please do not hang up. Uh, 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 hang
10: just, up
5: you can let him wait a
10: little longer, man. Make him sweat.
5: Make him <laughs> well, sweat under a, that mask of his. I believe he said he felt like, uh, what was it? He was You were trying to get in his head, but you can't get in his head. So what tactics are you employing that he's talking about getting into his head? <laughs>
10: So, <laughs> gig- <laughs> I, I, I think Gigantor is uh i think he's been working himself into a shoot' because he knows that the mad one is uh, a bit on here, and he knows I bring a uh, a different kind of entertainment to the to the table. And he also knows I'm quite uh, versed in the horror movies, as you can't tell just by you know everything about me. No, he cut, He, he cut. Cu- <laughs> ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very <laughs> <pretty> much. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: He,
2: he little cu- devil's rejects. He cut.
10: Oh man, hey Sid okay. Hagg. Hey, we named my we named we named one of my twin daughters after Sid Hagg. Man, so he's that a is girl. freaking um, awesome. A
4: <laughs> oh, <Sydney.
10: laughs> he cuts his promo on me talking about, hey, I know you like horror movies. I know you probably think you're in one like you're Jason or Michael. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, because you know you're talking about, you know, thinking outside the box. What's everybody immediately go to when ever they talk about like a horror movie? You go to those big great ones, the ones that everybody's seen. You talk about your Friday the yeah. 13th, your Halloweens, your Freddy Krueger's. Everybody's seen that shit. And that's what I think he's anticipating out of me. And I'll be the first to say right now, hey, uh, Gigantor, I hope you're listening right now. You're studying the wrong shit, son. Maybe
4: There's other stuff watch.
5: you need to be watching. Maybe,
4: <laughs> maybe
5: you, know, you should be watching bad. some of your matches on YouTube. <laughs>
4: oh. Oh. oh my <laughs> oh. That's, a
5: that's a
4: hard ass,
10: that's that's a hard ass lyric, me. but that's a fact, Jack. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, man! Whether you realize or not, you just quoted Guar. That's in one of their songs. That's a hard ass lyric. Yes
4: Oh
2: I knew these two would hit it off. <laughs> I, I want to so play. Don't it. you
10: just admit it? You're a dirty, rotten son of a so bitch. So bitch.
2: <laughs> I want to play a little Stone bit of bitch. one of Finn's theme songs uh from actually in the, around the time that he was training me. This is what he was using as the theme song. <laughs> What was better than that, oh. Max, is his, his sound guy had somehow clipped in Rob Zombie's Call of the Zombie where uh, for fear that the devil would chop off their head. So that opened it, and then it went into that. And I'm like, we had children screaming. I'm like,
5: <laughs> why do you have to be so evil? <laughs> well, I love it. Uh, on the on the upside, on the upside, when I when I was feeling nice to the crowd, I would only play Gwar and come out to Ragnarok. So yes, <laughs> because rock and, rock and roll. It says, rock and roll. <laughs> because the opening line is to die for a chance to sin. <laughs> oh, that's that's creative. I don't like
10: that. <laughs>
2: Katie, oh, you've been quiet. Man. You've been sitting over there pretty. Would you like to say anything to Mr. Max? I'm
10: good. <laughs> <laughs> she, doesn't want, she doesn't want to talk to me. <laughs> it's okay.
2: You're I, not the only one, Katie. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, well, I guess we shouldn't let the man sweat anymore. But before I give him the platform, Max, talk to us about your upcoming Match with El Gigantor.
10: Me and El Gigantor will be main eventing the Slugfest at the <coughs> Snake Pit July 30th in Morrisdale, Pennsylvania. And I swear, he thought he had Cody's Cody Hopp's number, which he did. He's going to have to do some studying to figure out what my number is, and it might just be three of them. Side by side by side. Little six six six.
4: Um,
2: God, you know, was hokey
10: wasn't six, six, it? Six. That was really hokey, wasn't it? Uh oh, well man. you know you
2: know, Max, you sound like man, you might be a ugly. friend of the dumb. You sound like you <laughs> might be a friend of this guy and then we'll go to El Gigantor.
6: abcdefghijklmnopwr Slam on the Grave Show Network on Nickelodeon. On the Oscars, on the Grammys, you are listening to the Warlord of Weird, (laughs) Sinbodi. Over and under, over and out, Roger Dodger. Look both ways before you look across the street and skate on thin ice while running with scissors.
10: (laughs) Peace. Oh, man. That is just brilliant personified. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, That's cool. (laughs)
2: <laughs> all right well he is going to be your uh biggest challenge yet i guess we could say max i know you've had some other ones but in order to be the king of the asylum per se you must defeat the following man he is rejoining us here on wrestling authority radio he is your reigning and defending asylum wrestling heavyweight champion L. gigantor
4: Yay!
9: I appreciate you here. Yay! Somebody has some respect for me around here. This has been the Max Morrison show, but it's all good.
10: Yay! Of course it's the Max Morrison show. They booked me on here to be here, kid.
9: (laughs) You know, Max, you say I'm studying the wrong thing. I'm not studying Michael Myers. I'm not studying Freddy Krueger. I'm studying you. I've been watching you since I first entered wrestling. I want to beat the best. You are one of the best. You've been one of my targets since day one. This match has been a long time coming, and I'm ready.
10: I sure hope you're ready. I really do. I really do, man. And just just so you're sure, man. I hope you've got AC for the inside of that mask, because when you're sucking wind while we're wrestling outside, after I've done hit you with every headbutt that I've got inside my body, you're going to need to cool off a little bit while I'm running off doing partying with your belt.
2: (laughs) Big words coming from the challenger, Mad Max Morrison, to El Gigantor, your Asylum Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. It is going to go down this weekend Morrisdale, Pennsylvania, Asylum Wrestling, Snake Pit Slugfest. You got to be there live. And uh, one of these gentlemen, or maybe Mr. Shea, will send me footage and send footage of this match along with Katie. And we are going to see who the tougher man is. I want to see
5: this match. I'm not going to lie. I I, want to see see this match, guys. I know know, uh, Max there uh, knows my Facebook, so he can send it to me if nobody else can.
2: I I am, uh I am not a man to make predictions, but um just from experience alone, it obviously goes to Mad Max Morrison. However, El Cantor can is given credit for overcoming a veteran of the industry in Cody Hawk. Again, as I said earlier, he's the man responsible for giving us our interim AEW world heavyweight champion, John Moxley. So El Gigantor got a win over Cody Hawk. Was that win a fluke? We're going to find out because if he can defeat um, Mad Max here, then he will probably have a bigger challenger awaiting him on the other side. I give the experience factor to Mad Max Morrison. But in a level of competing, if this man, El Gigantor, has been able to defeat the likes of Cody Hawk he may be able to defeat Mad Mad Morsen. How are you the uh, listeners here going to find out? How are you the wrestling fans going to find out? Well, you're going to need to get your tickets and be in attendance. Morrisdale, Pennsylvania, Snake Pit Slugfest from Asylum Wrestling. El like Gigantor, any final words to our uh, our main guest here this evening that you will be facing this weekend?
9: No, I think I've, all, I've said all I had to say. I'm just Looking forward to it. I'm sure the fans are too. It's going to be a war, but I'm ready to come out on top, and that's the mindset I have. Are you willing
5: L- to do whatever it takes, though? Yeah. <laughs> we
3: will have think to think about down that down.
10: one. You mu- <laughs> yeah, You don't sound so sure because if if you're willing to do whatever it takes, you realize that's a huge commitment you've got to be committed to do whatever it takes to win.
5: Well, I know because I've been committed. Are you
10: willing to do that? I'm just as willing as you are. Are we having the same conversation here? Because I feel like I just left the bar with a sweetie around my arm or something with that kind of response. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, well, Al Gigantor, I want to wish you luck on your upcoming title defense. Hopefully, we'll, the next time we will talk to you, which should be soon, uh, you will still be the reigning and defending Asylum Wrestling Heavyweight so. Champion. I'd like to talk to, uh, talk to you again at some point. I'd like to thank you for calling in this uh, night to talk to us and, and, and talk about Asylum Wrestling. Good luck on your title defense. Uh, And we will talk to you again soon And Mad Max We're going to go back to you now And uh, You know So we know who's trained you We know kind of your style Talk to us about this um, I don't like using the word character But I'm going to use it in this essence Because I don't like using the word gimmick Because gimmick is is a broader term It can mean so many things And character is, is more pinpointed To what we're talking about
10: Sure, sure. Um,
2: well I've always been
10: batshit nuts. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day. I was kind of raised batshit nuts. Um as far Me
2: as too, that's why I want my first of... tattoo to 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 be certified crazy. Everybody thinks I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I want my first tattoo to say certified mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah,
10: you got one life to live, man.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: that,
5: that's why I all, that's why I've got painted flesh all over me. Yeah.
10: my la- my last tattoo I got was a cover of, You'll love this. It's uh, Sweetums, the big monster from the Muppets, and he's done up as uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Two. <laughs>
5: Well, you'll like this. And my last tattoo was the last War album cover.
10: Oh, the Blood of Gods.
5: Yep, I got the Blood of Gods tattooed inside on my uh, bicep. Oh, right, that's sweet. That's sweet. Back to your back
10: to the conversation though. As far as like character and things like that, I um I pretty much got nuts after I started playing, like really playing music, like playing in bands and stuff, you know, because I think it was probably like my early 20s once I started playing out in bars and getting, getting out around all these other weirdos and stuff. I noticed there was a lot of weirdos just like me. And there was a lot of weirdos that were way weirder than me. So of course being exposed to folks like that. And then as time would evolve, you know, just the brain would decay, and, you know, delusions would begin happening, and over time, once I got into wrestling, I met even more weirdos, and, uh, and after him, that. I feel like I'm a, I feel, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm a product of my environment, really, <laughs> <laughs> so, and, 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 and the fact that I'm such a cinephile, and I love just entertainment in general, and just I love stories and storytelling and things of that nature, man. I I get a lot of my shit from watching and analyzing, like just like cinema and TV and like art and just all kinds of just. I I get the last place I get inspiration from is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like I get my I get my ring work from wrestling, but everything else comes from everywhere else
5: Yes, I hear ya. you. You know, you know how I, I I taught myself how to spew green mist I uh, When I was training, I was watching Animal Planet and I was like, huh some snakes spit venom in people's eyes. I'm like, I can do that <laughs>
10: <laughs> There it was like I, I did. A, I had a couple shows last weekend, and uh, I was working for Voltage out in Martinsburg, West Virginia. And I've been doing face paint for a while. I started tagging with my buddy River. We do this tag team called the Static Age. Yep, throwback to the Mythic. And there you we do go. face paint. I had. Uh, I, I I do a little different, man. It's like I'll shut my I'll shut my eyes and put my paint on, so that's why it looks all fucked up because I'm not looking. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> that's the
0: first time I've heard
5: a word. Well, <laughs> Me, I'm sitting there like putting on eyeliner and stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, let's put this cool little twist on it." <laughs> Yeah, But I'm I'm sure you've
10: seen and heard that Mudvayne came back. Yeah. We
0: love Mudvayne. They're from
2: Peoria, yeah. which is love like fuck, an hour from us.
10: Love fucking Mudvayne. Love LD50 for the longest time. So, I saw I saw their Grand Rapids show from like a week ago. So, last Friday, my paint was totally inspired by Chad with with the the black lines. I put the the blood paint in the middle of my forehead, painted my whole head silver. It was fucking awesome.
5: That's
0: some good <laughs> stuff,
5: man.
10: Yeah, those, oh, man.
5: You, you know what me and one of my pals call them, that we talk about music all the time? We call them Berber Dang. Because of that one song, Berber Dang, Berber Dang. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Berber Dang, <laughs>
2: I think he means this one. Hold on. I think I've got it in my studio here. Yes.
7: <laughs> nope, next track. Next track.
2: How could y'all do that again?
10: <laughs> burm, burm, man, bang, you just, burm, you burm, just cock-locked me, man, because I was head-banging over
5: here. That shit was good. <laughs> <laughs> Did they play that? Not they come to Illinois and they're playing that song, I'm down. <laughs> oh, hell
10: yeah. Oh, of course, you guys noticed on the on the intro track, they had that little uh, sample from Total Recall on there. It was like, Wade, open your mind.
2: <laughs> um, <coughs> um, have you ever had the privilege of meeting Or working with Madman Pondo
10: No I have not
5: Oh you're missing out boy He's getting up there in years I now, heard he was, was, Yeah he, he gets it he I gets heard it. he's a cool cat though
2: Oh my god The first time he was on here Poor Katie And I hope this grabs her attention. Pando tells us a story about being at like some juggalo gathering at a bar, some kind of thing. Yeah. And there's a drummer that's already naked. The other guy that's the lead singer comes out and uh, some kind of something happens and there's pink cubes and a guy blowing another guy while he's drumming. And Jesus Christ, I was like only Pando could tell this story. Like <laughs> yeah, right. it's Madman Pondo. It has to be true. Well you know, man, the coordination that,
5: to have to... <laughs> You're talking about a guy who that's used a to like lot... work necro Butcher on the regular, so, <laughs> so That that's, you know,
10: that's gonna take a lot of coordination to be getting blown and drumming at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd be worried about getting kneed in the face, really, because <laughs> especially if you got double pedal.
0: Yeah, drummer's legs
5: are moving. If you got that double kick drum going, there's no telling what's going to hit you. <laughs> See, no, I'm a I, I'm a lead guitarist, so all I got to do is pull the strap up a little bit, and as long as I stay focused on the guitar, I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you take a glance and then walk to the other side of the stage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been in some bands where security hasn't been as good as I've liked and I've been like grabbed on stage <laughs> so oh. and I know so it, I can go out into the crowd
10: man <laughs> and another another day and age I think it was uh, back when back when you could get away with some of these boyish shenanigans without you know having the internet called on you and stuff. We used to play the waiting. We were all a bunch of asshats and morons back in my old metal scene and Tidewater back in Virginia when I was there. And I was playing this one band, and I swear to God, we played the waiting game all the time. Whoever was up on stage, you just drop your zipper, pull your sack out, and just wait for him to look. They're like, yo!
5: <laughs> as soon as they did, watch them break on stage. Oh my god! (laughs) The stuff, yeah, it's really funny. Wrestlers and musicians aren't that different. We really are. We really are. I mean, it's a
10: it's a lateral it's a lateral move. I swear. Yeah. (laughs) You
5: know, it's just you know, uh, you hope you you know the crowds are always great. You know, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to play music in front of. or I should say wrestling in front of bigger crowds that I'm actually playing music in front of, and I've I, you know, uh, like I got to wrestle at Comic Con things like that, and boy, man, when you get thousands of people going nuts for your stuff, wow, there's nothing like yeah, that dude. feeling.
10: Dude, you are not lying. I know in my in my music career, I was fortunate to be able to open up for a bunch of bands that I, I love too. Like some of the bands that I've gotten to open up for was uh, I've opened up for Diecast. I've opened up for Suffocation. I remember opening up for uh, Stuff Mojo, which most of them wanted to go play with Fozzy. Yeah,
4: yep, Mojo, love yeah, love Stuff
10: Mojo. Uh, I've opened up. off uh, my favorite one is I got to open up for Green Jello back I, in like
5: '09. Oh, dude, I I got I got a story about Green Jello for you. <laughs> we'll talk about yes. that offline. Uh, I was I, I okay. worked with them on a show too. I was part of the opening act, and then they wanted to put me in their show. <laughs> I love yellow so much, man. There's some cool. That cats. was
10: that
9: was actually the
10: first the first music video I watched on MTV when I was a kid was the Three Little Pigs one back in like '92. <laughs> yep. yep, I used to mm-hmm. sing
5: that on stage. That was like the one song the band let me sing: Three Little Pigs.
10: they <laughs> <laughs> That's my rib when I go into bars. It's like they'll have that touch tunes gimmick, the where you can play music from your phone on the jukebox. I'll go into like a fancy establishment that's got this thing, and I'll either blast like some some really shitty Slayer or or Green Jello, and just watch people squirm and look confused.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh... You know We have a DJ locally here. I couldn't believe it. I went to this bar in this small-ass town I live in. And I get in there, and the guy just starts playing Girlfriend's Girlfriend. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And, like, one of my friends sitting next to me is like, did you get him to play this? I'm like, no. He just played this out of nowhere.
10: (laughs) I would have popped so hard, man. I'm, I'm I'm such a typo, Mark. It ain't even funny. Like I, John my... John Kelly, hands down one of the best drummers on the face of the planet, man.
5: Oh, and their guitar tone, amazing. And, and oh man, just oh steel Peter Steele was a giant on stage. That guy was so big and so menacing and goth looking in his voice, so deep. They they just it mm-hmm. were they was like all those guys were made to play together.
10: Shit, man, Peter Steele was made to be on Jerry Springer.
5: (laughs) Yeah, who was on the episode with him on that one? Was it Kiss? I think it was. It was either Kiss or Guar was on an episode with him. Where he was talking about... I think it was was Guar. Was
10: it Guar? I think it was Guar, because I think there was was a bunch of prostitutes on stage, too.
5: Yeah, and they had uh, El, El Duche, El Duche. Was on the oh, from the Mentors. Yeah, El Duce was on there. That crazy fuck. That dude was wild, man. Yeah, that kind of a little extreme for me. Well, he's passed now, but he was a little extreme for me. I I uh,
10: I'm I'm kinda of popping right now because I've got a mentors album on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so if that if that says anything, I don't know.
2: <laughs> oh. oh man. Well, well uh you know, I'll tell you what,
5: Bill, if 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 if, if God, the name you're facing is anything like El Duce, you might be in for a hard match, Max. I'll tell you what, I tell you what, I
10: tell you what, because I know I talk a lot of shit. On El Gigantor. I want to go ahead and just... I'm going to go ahead and give the kid his props, man. Because he's doing it the right way. He's got good trainers behind him. The kid's got a promising future. You know, he took out Cody Hawk, who's been around for a long time. You know? So, obviously, he's got a couple... So, obviously, he's got a couple tricks up his sleeve. So, despite all my shit talking... I've got to watch out for him just as well as he's got to watch out for me.
2: Absolutely. And hopefully that POS Rob Myers doesn't get involved.
10: I hope not, man. One more bump out of him and he might shatter like glass.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's injured. (laughs) I I once wrestled Bob Orton for a title down south and uh we were talking earlier and he said my back's injured so I'm like so what are we going to do this match I'm working his back <laughs> that's pretty much what my offense was in that match I attacked his back
3: <laughs> uh, <Man>. that, was,
2: <laughs> that was some good stuff that's the way you do it though all right. Well, Max, uh, you hopefully you overcome El Gigantor. You become the new Asylum Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. But talk to us about some of your other bookings that are coming up real quick.
10: All right, certainly. So, what is it? Next, next week, I'm going to Kinston, North Carolina for Extreme Shock. They have this annual event. Yes. Yeah, is to remember this young kid had a medical ailment. He's not here with us anymore. So There's a big rumble for him. Wow. And uh, lots of great talent on there. You got uh, the TIM. You got the Airtime Rockers. You got the Ugly Ducklings. Bunch of great Carolina talents over there. After that, I'm going back to Altoona, Pennsylvania, with my tag team partner in Static Age. We're wrestling the Apex at Eclipse, and then at the end of the month, August 27th, I will be on hand at the Fairfax Comic Con at the Dallas Expo, where we where I will be joined alongside with uh, some of the guys from here. Let me pull this up real quick, man. I can give you the rundown because we have. The original Boba Fett from Empire Strikes Back is going to be there. Nice. Wow. You got the guy that the uh, – Carrie uh, Jones, I think his name is, he played uh, Black Kersitan in or Kursitan in Book of Boba Fett. Yep. Yep. Nice. Yep. And, uh, yeah, and one of the guys from uh, Star Wars Magazine. So that's going yeah. to be a good time. I know that's I've, wor- I've really worked cool. for that company before I've worked for that company before uh, doing cons back in the day, man, so I know it's going to be a good time.
5: Yeah, Comic-Cons are always a blast. For me, they were always like four-day events, and you know, we we wrestled six matches, you know, so you, you really got to be a workhorse to do a Comic-Con. Um, they depend on you.
10: This one's, yeah, this will be a one-day con. This one won't be too bad, so Everybody's listening. You're going to be in the Fairfax area, going to be around Dulles. Go ahead and get your passes now. You can get them at uh, fairfaxcomiccon.com. I've got info on my Facebook as well. Speaking of which, you can find everything you need to about me at www.madmaxmorrison.com. There's literally, I got matches. You can reach me. You can book me there. On top of that, I've got my merch shop. So go in there, get you a Max T-shirt. We got some cool designs in there. You got stuff for me. You got stuff for the Static Age, and uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff.
2: Buy his merch. Buy the shirt. Buy his merch. Buy
3: merch.
10: Oh man, what was it? I work. I worked my match. Uh, I think I worked my match. I think it was Saturday night. After I, after I retained my uh, UCW Heavyweight Championship on my way down the crowd, I, I yelled at everybody. I said, make sure you see me at my table and buy some shit after I come back out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hey, way to gotta, do you it. you got to promote yourself, man. you, gotta <laughs> yeah, you your got to promote yourself. That's how you do it. Absolutely. <laughs> my, hear
3: ye, hear ye. Buy my merch. Buy my merch.
5: <laughs>
10: I mean, a like robot I said, to Kevin me Nash? around that just says that on repeat.
0: There you go. You know, <laughs> I, you
5: know, I got that line actually from Kevin Nash. If you remember the NWO shirts, at the end of their first commercial he used here Kevin Nash in a very high pitched voice go, buy the shirt <laughs> No uh, was that
10: was that was that when he was all dressed up like Arn Anderson?
5: No, no. He actually they're wearing the old <laughs> NWO shirt that was black and white. And they were, it was an advertisement for their shirts. And just the last line was him screaming, buy the shirt.
2: Blasted <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Nash. All right. Well, Max, <laughs> I want to cool. thank you for your time tonight. And you are always welcome back here. I want to thank the stars of the Asylum Wrestling, El Gigantor and the POS, Rob Myers. And Mr. Eric Shea for calling in. Good luck to you guys this weekend with your big events. And uh, feel free to give us an update. And we definitely want to see that match. And, folks, we will be back here next Thursday night on the Evolution Radio Network with another edition of Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil. It's our review show. There's a lot that we haven't reviewed. And we're going to be playing catch-up next week. And, uh, yes we got some big shows coming back to Wrestling Authority Radio every other Thursday night right here on the Evolution Radio Network. More interviews and just great talent oh. like Mad, Max
5: Morrison here.
2: Um, anything else anybody else wants to say?
5: Well, all i got to say is, Max, you got to give me that match. I want to see that match from this weekend because I can't make it to a Pennsylvania, unfortunately.
3: Bye, March.
5: I'm going to do it.
10: I'm, and buy my merch. I'm going to do what I can to get it to you, brother. All right.
3: All right. Bye, merch. Well, Bye, I, Kate, Bye, I, pre- <laughs> I appreciate enough, you guys having
10: a- me on, too, man. This has been fun.
2: Not a problem. All right. Well, I am, sadistic Sean David, along with my co-host here.
5: The saltless Lither
2: sin.
3: <laughs> and the reason why this show not never be a bag of dicks, ever. Chaotic Katie.
2: <laughs> K- Katie, what time is it?
3: Time is it? <laughs> Think you have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Get the hell out. Turn off the lights. Take your glasses back to the bar and go.
2: Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week for Rampage Rants Thursday Night Turmoil. Catch you next week. Good
3: night.